Hello and welcome to Exiting Through the 2010s, a podcast about the movies from the 2010s. I'm Jack Draper. With me from Disney World, it's Claire Williams. No, 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 no. See, I'm at... You think I'm at Magic Kingdom. No, no, no. I'm at uh, Magic Land. No, no, no. There's a mistake. I'm not in Disney World right now. I'm just on the outskirts. Oh, I see, I see. I don't have the bands, man. I don't have the bands. I don't know what to tell you. They're expensive. Did I say... They are. Yeah, I was trying to like be careful not to say Disney World or Disneyland. I know one of them is in California. Uh, right. Disneyland oh, is in California. Okay, beautiful. I'm going to pull out my Florida knowledge of Disney for this. <laughs> Finally, it's I can use it. <laughs> it's very limited. It's very limited. I'm going to pull out of my 10-year-old memories. <laughs> Hot take. Adventureland is better than both. Or not. Wait, oh. is it? No. California What's Adventure. It? Sorry. California I've Adventure. Remind me what this is. Remind me what this is. California. Well, California Adventure is just basically the a more a, a adult version of it's right That's next to. That's one with to, the roller coaster. Right, right. That's it's all I know like, about it. Like there's better restaurants, and it's you know mascots aren't everywhere. I mean, it's kind of it, it's kind of just dis. It's really much like adjacent. It's not really too much of like Disney Disney. It's not all IP stuff. It's more of just mm-hmm. like a fun place to hang out. Just a fun amusement park. Yeah. Yeah, California Adventure. Epcot yeah. is pretty cool though. Yeah, Epcot. I love yeah. Epcot. That one yeah. is fun. Yeah, it's it's like a Western version of like you know traveling or whatever. Well, like these yeah. are like the different. You, know, you have the passport and you get you know, everything. Yeah. All the stamps and I used to do that all the time. <laughs> yeah. I love. I went to Morocco, <laughs> and now I'm in I'm Italy. And so I'm Moroccan, and so my family would go there, and we just oh, really? sit there and okay. be like, "This is not real. <laughs> like this is not realistic." Did you even know this that at the is time? Like, were you just like, no, this is bullshit? Or were you just going along with your family? I mean, I knew because, like, my parents, like, were born there and grew up there. And so, like, okay. it's, like, part of, like, our culture. And so, like, I was, like, I mean, it's tacky, but that's, like, the point. It's just to get, like, people to have fun or whatever. We always mm-hmm. used to be, like, ugh, there's, like, belly dancers here. And that's not, like, it's not as present in Morocco. I mean, there yeah. is, but it's not, like, as present in other, like, Arab countries and stuff. Um, I mean, I loved it. We never ate there, though, because my mom was like, we can just cook that food at home. That's a good point. That's like, and better. It's so overpriced. Yeah. yeah. They have, like, small portions. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. But, I mean, it's cool. I didn't. I never liked Animal Kingdom because I'm not, like, I'm not into the outdoors. <laughs> and so I hate, like, animals. Same. And so Same. we used to go there for, like, a day, and it was, like, we'd just die. Would I would of, rather this, watch. Like, dinosaur yeah. ride. Oh, wait, go ahead. I would rather watch like animals on TV, like like a nature type deal, rather than like going yeah. up to like meet them. Like, okay, I'm safe. Like, I don't this have to. Leopard is you know, it's gazelle. okay. We're doing it. We're doing the French accent. <laughs> no, it's not French. I was like a oh. uh, who's the guy who does all the Planet Earth stuff before Sigourney? Uh, I don't know. The British. I didn't know Sigourney did it. No, but like it was there was. Man, now this is embarrassing. I'm embarrassed. Let's just move on. Did you say it was British? Yeah, it was a British dude. That's is it like choice. David Attenborough? Attenborough. Rich, Attenborough. Richard Attenborough? Oh, I wanted to... No, Richard. I think it's whatever. David. Oh, wait. Isn't it David? I want to look this up now. Wait, let's see. No, Richard David or David? Isn't it Sir Richard, Richard Attenborough? No, I think. Whatever. Yeah. I'm not, I don't recognize the British government. Wait. God damn it. Okay. It's Sir David Attenborough. Or is there, like, is there a Richard? Oh, wait. His brother no. is Richard, though. Oh, there's two okay. of them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. One of them was in Jurassic Park. Let's see. Probably this to one. Kill one of them, right? There can't be two. <laughs> Are they oh, both, sir? One of them's dead. Wait, Richard is dead. So. Um, all 
He died in 2014, so I'm going to guess that it's David who does the one. Well, I don't know. This I, was like... a, this was, I don't know. He does all these nature documentaries, like the gazelle. First of all, I, I really like that you and you really announced Richard's death as if this were breaking news. <laughs> like such oh my excitement. God, Richard's dead. Holy shit. What? <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, welcome to Epcotcast. Uh, this is... <laughs> No, the podcast about Epcot. Ep- I yeah. think it okay. was Epcot. Did you ever do the Kim Possible uh, or Kim uh, Kim Possible? Like, I think so. What was it? I think oh, I don't remember. So long ago. I think they were like hidden things like around the park, and you had to like have like a button or something, or like, not like a wand, but like I don't know. Oh, you I had have no this idea. Sensor thing that you would hit when you found something, and like things would pop up. It was this really interactive thing that was really dope. I just completely forget what I'm. I have about. no idea. I really love the test track ride. I don't know how it is now with like the update because I've never been there since the before that. But that one was so fun. I don't do roller coasters, and so that was like the closest I get to being like I above don't either. I don't the either. ground. We did. Do you know like the Soren ride there, where you go like it's you go like on that like flying kite thing, and it it like takes you on this like green screen thing. I remember my mom and I got in the line. It was super long. It has like a two hour wait line. And we arrive like right at the top and we're like, we're not doing this. Goodbye. My mom has a, has like a fear of heights. And so I, I got that from her. And mm-hmm. so we were just like, we're not doing this. And we just <laughs> went back right down. And it was so like embarrassing to just yeah. have people like looking at you like, yeah, we're babies. But you can just take one look at that. an attraction. You're like, oh God. no way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm a baby. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to die on a Disney ride. I don't do like those splash mountain things. I don't do those. I'll sit and watch. The water um, ones are fun. Nothing the, wet. Though I can't do roller coasters. I can't. Un, I can't handle the idea of me being upside down. I've never tried it. But the water oh, ones, God. like the log shit, is fun. But yeah, I, I did those. I, I live next to Bush Gardens, and so we did like the only like ride I do that wasn't <laughs> actually the only ride I do were the water ones because they weren't roller coasters. Yeah, I don't want to get stuck upside down. I. I <laughs> That is like my biggest fear. Imagine having to walk back down a roller coaster, like on those stairs. Yeah. I would plummet to my death of fear. That's like ski chairlifts. Wait, what did you say? Have you seen Final Destination 3? No. I haven't seen any of those Final Destination. Well, the third one is all like the ensuing death is the big event. Like the first one's a train, a a plane, uh, a um the second one yeah. is a uh, highway pileup and the third one is this like roller coaster gone wrong and all like there was like a few people who like fall to their deaths via the roller coaster because they're upside down mm-hmm. oh, oh my god yeah no thank you and also like yeah, on... and now i'm thinking of ski chairlifts um in that horror movie that came out frozen about like people that got oh. stuck on chairlifts and they had to like claw their way out like 127 hours um, wait frozen yeah it's called frozen that was the joke when it came out like it, it was around the time oh. as the disney movie <laughs> that's stupid that's isn't that funny i've never been near like skis and snow and so i've never had to think about that. <laughs> i yeah. live in florida it's barely even breaking like 50 degrees in the winter yeah yeah like which is just that yeah so that's, the, that's the dream now. i have information on the kim possible uh uh, ride that I was talking about. If Please. Know. <laughs> All right. 
Kim Possible World Showcase Adventure was an interactive game slash scavenger hunt experience at Epcot. Guests use customized cell phones in the form of communication communicators, communicators to receive clues and directions of where to go in the World Showcase at Epcot to help Kim Possible and Ron stop on their various missions in a different in a different pavilions. I don't know how to pronounce that. I know I know the word. I just can't pronounce it. Pavilions, I think. Pavilions. Thank you, Jesus Christ. All right. I mean, I'm dumb, but all right. dyslexia no, one I, again. I got confused too. Apparently, it was from 2000. It was open from 2009 to 2012, so I probably got in there. Okay, right I did do that once. I I didn't know what you're talking about until you said like jumping from each like showcase. Yeah, yeah I I think we did that once, but it's kind of boring, so we didn't do it again. It's a waste of time. Damn, all right. Guess my, Disney is like all memory, about, memory. I mean, it's fun and I love <laughs> Kim Possible, but like, it's not the kind of thing that, it's not a ride and so I don't want to like waste my time doing it every time. Disney is all about efficiency. Right. You have to be I, so meticulous. You have to have an itinerary. Like, as a child, yeah, yeah. You, that's, I don't, do, I never did sports, but Disney and like theme parks were like the workout. <laughs> it's a lot of stamina, you know, like so much walking. Yeah. yeah and and the yet heat I too. still cannot yeah. like, and yeah, I still feel pain in my legs after walking around a mall for like two hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, yeah, I was running to class today because I was late. It's a shocker. Um, and I was like, and I was like, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna sprint to it. And then like, like thirty seconds in, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> fast walk. walk. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna fast walk. I can't. <laughs> I'm gonna. I can't do this. <laughs> um, Hold that door! Hold that door! Oh, the reason I like the Kim Possible thing was I think it was because it gave me incentive to explore the theme park. Just like, oh, I guess I have to go here and yeah. here. But I, I, I can't remember the last time. Oh, it must have been. I had a friend in California, and so sometimes we go down to. Um, I forget where in California it's located. Is it like San Diego? I think it's in. Is it Burbank or something? Oh no, you're right. It's Burbank. Where the fuck else? Oh, God. Um, I don't know how I know all this stuff. I used but, to watch like a lot of Disney videos as a kid, so I'm. I used to want to go to LA. What video? What would the videos be about? I'm curious. I don't know what that. Like. I'd be like vlogs of like you know like kind of like those you know like YouTubers who like just vlog their day at Disney. Right. So I just right. wanted to be them so badly, and I wanted to go to California, because like you go to Disney in Florida, and like I've never been to the one in California, but the one in Florida is better. There's four theme parks, so like. You have know. you never been to California, in general? No, I want to. <laughs> I mean, it looks fun. So like, I used to like live vicariously through them, right? And like, just want to be those like LA girls who are just yeah. like rich and can go to Disney and. <laughs> I want to go to Burbank. All these like super cool <laughs> stores and stuff, and yeah, I just feel yeah. like that's just I just see like the rides, and I just also I love to look up rides at Disney. Like, every once in a while, I'll go back and see, like, what they've added and what restaurants they've added because I want to, like, plan out in case right. I ever go. Yeah. I mean, it's fun. I, I, I've i never been there, like, in, a, like, my late teens. And so, like, everything is just, like, the childhood part. I have no, like, concrete memories of it. And so now it's just, like, you got to go back to the videos. That's fair. <laughs> and, like, right. TikTok, you're always – I'm always on, like, Disney TikTok for some reason. They're like tracking my IP address or something, and like we see these like. That's true, and I always see like the TikToks of the food, and I'm like, this looks really good. Like, I want to go to Disney for the food. And (laughs) yeah, that's what I've heard too. Going back to Epcot, their food in the American one is like the only good thing about the American like pavilion section. So boring. Yeah. 
That's so interesting. I mean, you're America. Do better. <laughs> you're, it's in this. This is your home turf. You are, yes. Yeah, and the I think the Canada one is the most boring. It doesn't really have anything. Yeah. It was just like a Canada little... cuisine. Canada is boring as a country too. Like, what do they have? Yeah. Well, hey, we have friends in Canada. I don't think that's fair to. Yeah, and I like <laughs> them, but you know, they they live in a boring country. What do you want me to tell you? <laughs> They're reasonable I, about things. I think They're you do know what to tell me, actually. That you just yeah, I do, actually. anyway. Yeah. Um, shout out to yeah. Brian. Shout out to Saffron. Yeah, of course. Shout out to Jamie. Yeah, yeah usually we start uh, every episode with uh, Epcot talk, but uh, <laughs> no, but usually we do. Uh, what we've been watching recently if you'd like to go first that you think pops up gosh um Um, i've seen like two movies in like the past week i think i'm like pre-gaming for can by not watching any movies no that's that's i watched that's that's i watched lords of dogtown because i've been Mm -hmm. super into like skate stuff recently even though i don't skate and that was good and then i watched the sequel to is it pronounced like miss congeniality or something yeah, sandra yeah, Bull. okay i watched that one i don't i watched it yesterday or like two days ago. i don't remember anything that happens i kind of just like put it in the background and like played games on my phone but i've been watching like a lot of tv mm-hmm. recently i was watching like the ultimatum which nice oh is that the insane. netflix show yeah Netflix is so they make like was the it worst was the ultimatum uh, was that one armed and fabulous like Miss Congeniality yeah. two is I, oh wait I don't I, I, is it, it's like it's like married and yeah it's it's know. literally it's it has like it, a long it, title why would you give something a long title when no one's gonna call it oh is it more than yeah. armed and fabulous I was just thinking a joke but okay no, no, no. I don't know no <laughs> like fair. it has yeah. something it's let me look it up because it has like a long it's like the ultimatum married and marry or move on i think it's literally yeah. the the the, the Let me subtitle or the like the colon title is exactly what the game is that's why i find it so funny it's like there, it's a perfect description the reality the shows are like so bad but they're it is marry or move on <laughs> marry or they're move really on. interesting because they're really bad but you can't stop watching them like i love selling sunset it makes me think that i can sell like a 20 million dollar like i it it i was last time when i watched it i when i first binged it i was like i'm gonna go get my real estate license i'm gonna be like these girl bosses and then i was like yeah i'm not doing that because i am not confident enough to sell like to walk around in heels in these houses and be like you need to buy this house yeah i'm not gonna do that sorry I have guys so much respect if the real estate agent just showed up in sweats and sneakers and was like yeah i'm gonna show you yeah. a house like, i had yeah. no idea that like I mean, it is California where it takes place or where it's filmed. So, I mean, it is a little bit like over the top, but I had no idea that like real estate agents went all out. They're all, they're wearing like Chanel from head to toe. I mean, oh, I mean, yeah. it makes sense. They're selling like $40 million houses. You gotta, you gotta look the price of the house, I guess. Their outfit but, probably costs that amount anyway. Yeah. <laughs> this, this costs two houses worth. Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Are you even watching but, any other TV? Um, I don't even, I I just started Single Parents because it's like a sitcom and I don't want to, I was going to watch some other shows and I was like, they're too long. I want to have something that I can just complete right. in a week and be a half hour. pleased yeah. with myself. Yeah. Um, I just finished, I was, I just watched the new episode of Barry, but I didn't really <laughs> pay attention. So I need to go rewatch it. I have a really bad like habit of not paying attention to stuff. And I didn't rewatch it like the first season or what, the, what season is it? Three? Yeah, I didn't yeah, rewatch so. the second season um, because I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> and yeah, but I've just been watching. I watched Winning Time. 
it's okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> I I just I'm a completionist, so I need to watch everything. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like there's yeah. just so like, and of course, like there's we're recording this at a time where there's so much TV because of the pandemic oh pushing everyone's schedules for yeah. uh, filming and now releasing, especially HBO and um yeah the new episode of Barry. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, truly, like Bill Hader yeah. is doing more in 30 minutes I hope than he most are doing. And Ted Lasso off its you know chair. What is it? Um, off its <laughs> off its field goal. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> off it, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying high, to like pedestal, the pedestal high horse. Yeah, yeah. Off its off high its, horse. Off I mean, its pub. I know yeah. that um, Bill Hader has won like two Emmys for this, but you know, mm-hmm. I'm a little. It's kind of like the thing like with Shit's Creek, where I liked it and then I got annoyed by how popular it got, and that's what's happening with Ted Lasso, and I just can't stand it anymore. Damn. So I kind of Ted, don't want to see it. Ted found <laughs> in a ditch. I mean, it's fun. I like it because I like soccer. It's the only sport that I like, and so I enjoy it. Because I understand it. Mm-hmm. It's one That's of fair. my like least I, favorite sports, and I still like it. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't. I, I don't think that. I think there's some other comedies. That oh, are Barry is a much better, better show than Ted Lasso, and anyone who doesn't yeah. think that is kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I, really, I mean, sometimes I, it's I really like Ted Lasso. I really Ted Lasso's Lasso. first season was amazing. I didn't like the second season as much. Oh, the second season was decent. I mean, it was. It was. I I think sometimes TV shows start off really strong and then just decline because they need to try to match their success, and then they try too much. Or it's because I, like they did everything they could in the first season. Like yeah. I just finished the OC, and that's a problem that Josh Schwartz had with the show, where it's like. Yeah. I you, love that show. Uh, yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, it's fantastic, but it's first season is like pretty flawless for me. But it's like seasons two and three is like, wow. So you just like have every idea you had in that first, yeah. hell, even that first episode. And then it's just like, how do you unravel yourself after that? Um, but then season it got four, bad just after, like, I, I think it was season three or whenever. I don't want to spoil the, yeah, the right, Marissa of course, thing. Of course, of course, of course. Of course. Yeah. Um, which we, <laughs> which we spoiled for for you on on our Edge of Tomorrow episode. <laughs> yeah. I literally forgot it. I don't know. Okay. Oh. <laughs> the only other show that I've actually been like really interested in watching is Under the Banner of Heaven. I just yeah. watched the new. Yeah, I've heard the like, book is really good episodes. for that. What's yeah. that I haven't show? read it. I, I don't know any show. I don't know any. It's, it's the show so with good. Andrew Garfield about He's the true crime. Cop. Yeah, that looks yeah, great. and is Isabel is Sandoval so directed good. a few episodes. Yeah, yeah. It is. I I'm I'm fascinated by like Mormonism. Like I love TV shows about it, and I, so I like love Big Love with like mm. Chloe Sevigny and Bill Paxton and stuff. I love mm. that show, and so I was so excited to watch this, mm. and I'm loving it. So it, it's out, or do you yeah, have two episodes. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think it's dropping like weekly now. Like it's FX, episode. so it's they do that weekly on Hulu thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They dropped the FX on Hulu thing though because it. They That's got right. Yeah, yeah. Piece. So now it's just FX, but it's still on Hulu. They just don't say it's FX. <laughs> yeah, that was a weird marketing decision. That was so, so stupid like, because they have because it like that they started that during the pandemic too. It's like right. what? Yeah. yeah, they did FX on Hulu, and then they did like properties that were FX exclusive for Hulu, but FX is already exclusive to Hulu, and. Under the Banner of Heaven is technically still like FX on Hulu because it doesn't air on TV. Yeah. Like it's Wait, not like so Always Sunny in Phil- Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. I don't think it does. It's not like what we do in the shadows and it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which still air like on the TV channel. Mm-hmm. And then so upload it's a Hulu like. Show. It's an FX show on. <laughs> made in like conjunction with Hulu. So like FX produces it and HBO or Hulu distributes it. 
right having a stroke that's so odd yeah. but it's not a hulu original this isn't like yeah you know, like when you the drop when out it starts yeah, it opens isn't... with the fx logo yes but yeah. exclusively on hulu <laughs> yeah but every every fx show is exclusive not on airing hulu on anyway. fx but yeah it's they not have like in... a subsection of fx mm-hmm. on but hulu. it's but yes. it's an fx yeah. show not on fx yeah I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't think it's airing on TV because they dropped two episodes at the same time, and they yeah, this whole thing is very confusing. Air. Am I alive? Is, is this death? <laughs> yeah, streaming this is hell. Where it's just hell is just has, explaining like, streaming services. Every single format, <laughs> and it's crazy though because they're still like hanging on to like the the cable network television mm-hmm. so much that FX on Hulu was not a success. Yeah, and they right, needed seriously. they didn't. No one cared about FX on Hulu. I don't even um, think it produced FX's best shows. I did like Devs though, and I think that was FX on Hulu. Yeah, the Devs Alex was show. early on with the, the that was that the first tie-in. one. Yeah, yeah. That Wait, was that wasn't on FX. No, it was. It was made, an FX on Hulu. It was like I think yeah. it was like funded by FX and made by them and like their producers and stuff, and then it was <sighs> distributed on Hulu under both names. If I'm not mistaken, and then but I think, think like it's because they're owned by like the sorry. same companies as well, and I think like it's Disney different for things that were made exclusively uh, FX on Hulu in previously made yeah. TV shows that were carrying on to the tie-in, like yeah. Atlanta and Always Sunny. Where it's, I mean, they must Hulu, have different. I think they were trying to be a little bit more adventurous with their shows. Like Devs is not something that people would really want to watch week to week on like network tv i think exactly because like it's really it's a slow burn and it's it's not boring but it's just not something that the masses would flock to yeah it's pretty 9 p.m yeah it's like provocative yeah yeah Yeah. but i love under the banner of heaven so far i haven't seen the screeners so i don't know what's okay i'll take your word for it i'll I'll check it out yeah and daisy edgar Edgar jones is in it too i don't know Mm -hmm. if you guys are normal people but did you did you see the interview where she called him. i've heard bad things about fresh yeah i did not like that i saw it at sundance yeah. and i i don't do horror but honestly i even had more expectations for it as a horror movie mm-hmm. like i was like where's the like scary shit it's just did you guys see the interview where she called, <laughs> she called him sebastian, sebastian stan. stan to his face yeah <laughs> <laughs> on like on i think it was like on live television as well. right and, and, yeah. and he's like you mean sebastian stan and she's like i'm like all right <laughs> <laughs> That was she's been spending too much time with that guy. They've been promo- they were promoting Fresh for like a really long time. Like yeah. they were pushing it. Yeah. It was like Hulu's advertising TikTok it a lot too. Trend. Yeah. Hulu because Hulu doesn't do as many like movies. Yeah. It's it's arguably one of their more successful like movies mm-hmm. that they've done. Deepwater was kind of we talked about it for a little and then it flopped. But like yeah. no one like made TikTok trend for it and Fresh people were like dancing to the like Yeah the like dance there i didn't like it though i mean it was okay they've put out good movies like i liked no exit recently too these tiktok teens i'm telling you Mm -hmm. making these videos about you know these movies i I (laughs) can't stand it yeah um i will say another popular tv show called better call saul uh (laughs) which is just terrific like some of Oh yes, it's on I, its I love that fourth episode right now. I, know, Just... I don't have AMC Plus, and I'm not paying for that because no. it's like ten dollars. So I'm gonna wait for Netflix. And Netflix well, there's... is advertising new episodes of Hulu or of of Better Call. So I'm sorry, I'm getting all 
like fucked up. No worries. Yeah. They they advertise like new episodes of Better Call Saul. I was like, yes, the new episodes are on Netflix. And then it was like so season odd. four or something. Yeah. yeah, I was like, okay. Well, there's other w- ways to uh, yeah, I to, know. You know, I'm so access, lazy for that. but but no, it's just terrific. Like some of the best TV I think ever done. Like it's great. Yeah. I, I yeah, it's great. Like it's that team over there is so effortless because it's just like the same crew that's carried over from Breaking Bad. Um, yeah, and and like you know, it, they've it's made like an even better show spinoff <laughs> that's like good and consistently yeah, good. Yeah, seriously. And it's, it's like, like it's still subverting you even in its sixth and final season. And it's like it's we're over halfway done with this first half of the last season, but it's like ah oh, man, I just I just want to savor every minute of this incredible show and like Bob Oden, and and it hasn't swept at the Emmy, you know, whatever. The Emmys are the Emmys, but it's I think like, it might get some stuff now because it might get some stuff because it's like people are always like they're waiting for the last yeah. season to reward Saul. So maybe the, not, or the Oscars, the Television Academy always waits sometimes for like last seasons to give people like their flowers. I mean, yeah, you mentioned Shit's Creek. Which is, that it's said. kind of annoying yeah. because yeah. like, why are you, t- you're stealing the thunder from people who maybe deserved it like more this time around when the other people should have gotten it a long mm-hmm. time ago. Like, um, I don't remember. Ozark the nomination is voting some, is weird. Ozark is going to get for, some shit because it's the yeah. final season. And I don't know. Laura no Linney one, I is show. No one can I, convince me anyone watches it. I watched the final episodes yeah. this Liar. weekend. You didn't watch it. <laughs> no okay, technically, it? though, I'm not even kidding. I cannot tell you a single thing that happened beyond, like, one thing in the final episode. It's I, sh- I kind of gave up on that show because it was just... It kind of got boring and like repetitive. I don't care mm. about these crimes. Like it's it kind of became like Emmy bait after That's Julia Garner got her like Emmy because yeah. it's like pushing for her to like scream and cry and just do the most dramatic shit she right. can do to get right. the because like Emmy. Julia Garner's Emmy win was like a surprise one and it's like yeah. Netflix and the whole team are like pushing for another where it's like wait they like her they know who she is but I don't um, want that- her to win. Sorry, Julia, but like you got two. Be happy with them. As someone, Let's give Sarah Snook her, her mm-hmm. award. As someone who does not watch Ozark, I have been convinced that they are funded by the Emmys. Like, I, I, like the oh, Television definitely. Academy actually funds the, the uh, Ozark just mm-hmm. to give it Emmys. Like, it's a vicious cycle. Because I just, yeah. there's no cultural importance on that show. Yeah. We'll forget about it. Like, we forget, like, almost every Netflix show. Well, I'm... I'm a little hurt because I'm the showrunner and creator of Ozark. Uh, ah, shit. The fact that you would too. say these things is like a little hurtful. Uh, Sorry. But I, <laughs> but I kind of have that feeling about Ozark that it's like only parents watch it and Jahan. <laughs> Where it's like if you are over 45, then it's like you're, yeah, my mom loves you unlock show. Ozark. Yeah. But. My mom was – I told my mom I finished and she was like, do not tell me how it ends. Like, don't you dare. I was like, keep I can't away even from remember how it ends. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah. I think I started off as a thirst watch for Jason Bateman. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I was thinking about this recently with Netflix original TV shows. Like, uh, we're recording this in the time that I think it's either come out or soon to be coming out the original or original, the last season of Grace and Frankie. And that was the first ever Netflix original show. And it's kind of cool, was like it? wow. I so, thought it was House of Cards. No, House of Cards. Or, or it, it could it could be the first, but it's like this is one of the first. Oh yeah. Or it's like I it came out around that. No, yeah, that me neither. I'm just old people. I'm sorry to Jane. It's really, yeah, it's around the time as like you know, it's in the it's same group as you, Kaminsky Method. But right. no, I'm oh just thinking God. like I, I have not seen the Kaminsky Method. I hate that show. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
great. Like seeing yeah. Michael Douglas get nominated for awards every <laughs> year just to show up and steal it, like steal right. that nomination from people. In frustrates Alan me. Yeah. Yeah. But no, yeah. yeah didn't get that I, many nominations. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess I was just thinking though, like the what has happened with streaming and Netflix in between the time Grace and Frankie came out in 2022 is pretty interesting. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not interesting at all. It's boring. You know, there's something about <laughs> all right, turn off the like episode. When right. you first watch a show of theirs, you like really like it. And then you reflect on it after a few months and you're like, that was not that great. Like it wasn't memorable. <laughs> it was good yeah. for the moment. I watch it on like 1.25 speed. I watch everything on Netflix. You're giving me the option to fast. Like, Wait, speed do you something actually up. do that? Yes. I watched no, Ozark on 1.25 and then I watched the final 30 minutes on 1.5 because I couldn't. Mm-hmm. I just wanted well, to. Well, things get repetitive. Yeah. No, I I mean, that's. No, that's. Yeah. People, I can't. It's crazy. That's crazy. Not, not. It like, doesn't really have a big effect on it. I mean, sometimes I'm watching 1.25 and I'm like. It's not as fast as I thought it would be. Jack, how, I watched how all of Big Mouth with 1.25 speed last week. One and a half, or I listened to I, I listened to so many that I have to listen to it on two times speed. What the fuck just to is like, wrong with you? Oh, That's I just can't do gibberish. No. no, but it's like not that bad. It's kind of like what, what Johanna's saying. I've heard it. I can tell you it's bad. <laughs> well, I, I, I just I just have too many where it's like if I did on normal speed, it's like. I, I truly cannot get through like, my entire queue. That's so funny but... to me. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Maybe I'm just, maybe my brain is just slow, but anytime I try to do that, I just like, mm-hmm. like my, I, I do it only with Netflix dies. stuff because it's kind of like wasting my time. Right, like I, right, it, it's, yeah. their stuff isn't like amazing in that I want to keep like, keep track well, of what's happening. That's, that's yeah. the biggest But reason. like, I see like, I'm, if I'm watching like, say like something on Hulu, I don't really have the urge to like want to be able to speed it up just because I'm enjoying it. And also their ads kind of just like slow it down mm-hmm. anyway. Would this be um, the same for FX on Hulu? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Clay, what are you oh watching recent? What have you watched? So this has been a little, it's been a little while since we recorded. So for the movies, uh, I re- I watched. So I was hanging out with um, some friends yesterday, um, last night, and we were all just palling around, eating pizza, doing what friends do. <laughs> um, you make it sound very chill. I know it's, like, it's this so isn't... funny. I, I just that's a funny way to describe that. Um, but we were looking for a movie to watch, and I'm the movie guru of the group. So they were like, Clay, what are we watching? Um, and I was like, oh, how's everyone feeling right now? And holy shit, I, it took a long time to fucking decide. We went from like police story to Starman to Porco Rosso at some point. Just like random fucking movies. Good movies. Well, I, well, I haven't seen they any didn't want to watch. They didn't want to watch Starman. And there was some like police story got some got, got some uh, uh, complaints. And I'm just like, all right, come on. And so I'm just like, all right, I'm making an uh, uh, executive decision. Someone mentioned psychological thriller, something with a lot of twists. I'm like, Fuck it. We're putting on David Fincher's The Game. Um, and it was a hit, because that's a good movie, speaking of Michael Douglas. Um, <laughs> but that was a fun rewatch. I haven't seen that movie in years. I just, like, forgot everything. Good movie. I no, don't know if really I've, I cannot remember if I've seen that, which probably mm. means I have, and I don't remember anything about it. Right. Or my experience. The, yeah. That's I mean, famously, like, me. yeah, I mean, it's, like, the one in between Seven and Fight Club, so it's, like, makes sense that people yeah. tend to forget about it. Oh wait, I haven't seen it. I just looked it up. Oh, I haven't. Yeah. I've been wanting to because I want to finish his filmography, but I mm. did not. I what do you have left? That. The game. 
Oh. <laughs> I, I, I'm not watching. I'm not going to watch the Alien movie because I don't do like scary stuff. So oh, I'm okay. counting that one out. So. No, that's fair. I have. I have one seen, movie left. I haven't seen Ben Butt or. Um, <laughs> that movie's boring. Ben Butt. I listened to that. I listened. Wait, were you doing that girl with the dragon tattoo? Is that what? Yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Ben that's Butt. the one. Yeah. That's his best movie. The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. That's the that's what we're talking about. If that's not, no, no. I thought you said not, that's not a real movie. <laughs> Imagine if it's much. like <laughs> we're referring to Zodiac, where it's like doesn't even make sense. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, it's abbreviating um, for uh, Social Network. Yeah. Speaking of Netflix, yeah. I watched uh, I watched Russian Doll season two not so long. Oh, ago. Yeah, yeah. I kind of yeah. forgot. I did not watch yeah. that on one point two five speed. <laughs> Good. Good show. I mean, it's also. I, I think Natasha Leon under, also understands no one wants to, to do this for fucking 10 episodes at 45 minutes apiece. 30 minute episodes, seven, you're done, you're out. Um, she gets and it. And I, I really dug it. I mean, they kind of fuck up Alan's character. like they, And I kind of think that's like due to COVID reasons because they like basically give him like 25% less or almost like 50% oh, yeah. less screen time than they do in season one. It He's feels not like, in it that mm-hmm. much. No, I feel like they like, like abandon him for like... Episodes. A few episodes, yeah, and I'm like, it feels like a COVID thing. It feels like there was, yeah, I don't know, something that happened. But it's still a good season. I really, do. I mean, it, it's he's good. He's really good on that show. Yeah, and I, I also yeah. just, I just dig her. Um, mm-hmm. I'm like, she reminds me of my best friend's mom, and so it's so weird just watching. Mm-hmm. I mean, a way more conservative version of her, but like, still, I was just, uh, I mean, my my best friend's mom is a conservative sure, 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 sure. of yeah, yeah. Natasha Leon. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I just also just love the humor of that show, the rhythms mm-hmm. of it. So I was, I, it, it's, it would, it yeah. would have been hard to fuck up that season for me. Um, but I was, I was really, I, I was sold. I thought it was good. Um, yeah, I've only seen the first episode. The they, yeah, but, yeah, it was definitely worth the wait. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's good. I did not yeah. watch rewatch the first season though. I don't, kinda, I don't really I don't, rewatch yeah. stuff. I don't rewatch I TV. The, no. I watched the recap. I'll rewatch <laughs> a show if it's like Gossip Girl. Because mm. I don't need to pay attention, but like rewatching for the purpose of remembering something that happened, I don't really care. If I'm not writing about it, I don't really. I don't. Shows I don't that don't have a recap should be canceled immediately. Uh, there's no excuse. Yeah. I can't remember every fucking thing the show did. Just put it in a recap. All right, help me out here. Just, should we just do a recap for this podcast? Like yes. on the last, <laughs> get um, a narrator. <laughs> oh, I never watch. I skip those. Like if it's for something that. It happened like a week ago. I know what happened mm-hmm. last week. Right. Well, yeah. it, no, I, I was Hulu there. Hulu does that. Hulu does that with TV shows that dropped in the same day. Mm-hmm. Like I'm binging this. That's why it's here. Right. I don't need that. <laughs> no, I agree. But when it's like prior, like I'm on. So there's this show called Young Justice on HBO Max. It's a fucking superhero show. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's like an animated series, but it's been it's been around since like 2010 because it got canceled after the second season. Then they revived it and then it's taken them years to like make other seasons, blah, blah, blah. So there's a long period of time of when I have not seen episodes and they'll reference or bring back a character from like season two, which was like three or four years ago. And I'm like, you got to tell me who this is, bro. I don't, I can't, I can't remember. You they expect us to is. remember way too much. Right. That, they expect too highly of us viewers who are just yeah. simply trying to binge something. Right. And, Keep up with the pop culture. Um, and it's a weekly show, too. So it's a, even, like, as it goes on, I'm just like, I can't remember what happened two seasons ago. You really just have to throw me a bone here. Um, yeah. <laughs> one, and, okay, my final thing. I mean, I watched another movie called Hell Half No Fury. It's a, DT, it's a direct-to-video action movie, World War II movie. It was fine. 
Um, Light Sleeper. I saw oh. the Paul Schrader, Willem Dafoe uh, mm-hmm. film. Um, Susie Sarandon. You know, let's go deeper into the cast. I have Dave. not seen like any of this shit. I'm so um, behind on like movies. I need to get back on track. You're young. You're you're, you're can you're prepping for can. You know. Yeah. We haven't been to can. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Um, Light Sleeper is good. It is another addition to the Schrader man writes in journal uh, universe. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> literally, taxi driver, first reformed card counter, light sleeper. There's probably another. I'm sure there's another that. You know, yeah. He does. He. I've he seen. I've seen like half can't help it. of his movies. I've he seen can't, two. He needs to have a man with a yeah. glass of alcohol just write in a journal, talk about. Yeah, shit. And, and he's made. Uh, the bio the biopic about the author Mishima Life in Four Chapters, and that's like a movie about a Japanese author. So it's like literally a writer, like not even like he's like a sad writer. But if there ever has he ever had a happy writer in his movie? It's like oh, I love writing. This is so much fun, guys. There's so much hope and importance in the world. No, it's not. It's yeah. the most stressful thing ever. Anyone who finds pleasure while writing, I don't trust them. Like, no. imagine ha- being happy, like, while you write. Like, yeah, I'm doing amazing. Let's keep it going. <laughs> All the ideas you just know? come to you in the moment. Yeah. I've ascended. Oh, God. I want what <laughs> anyone who has that has. Like, mm. I want that. I want to be able to reach that form of, like, writer. Or I just wish just I could write pleased well. with every word. Take I just wish forever I to even wish come I up with a thought. Competently. That's what mm-hmm. I want. I just want to write like okay. Um, but yeah, Light Sleeper and I. So basically, I've just been watching a lot of Defoe shit. Uh, I mean, I didn't yeah. see The Northman, but we're, we're <laughs> he's in it for like a scene. Yeah, right. I, I haven't seen it yet. Apparently, he mm-hmm. hangs Dong in The Northman. Uh, uh for like a second, uh, they're I've been, they're I've been in by sources that you can see his penis in The Northman. Yes, but they're in like loose garments. In a very shady looking, literally shady looking room, no, that it's like that you can you gotta like gotta peek like, around to to see it. I don't like any of that. Let, let it it's all there. Hang. Um, <laughs> do we do the? Do we? Is this coming out, out after the lighthouse or before the lighthouse? Uh, after. After. Okay. So mm-hmm. I also watched. The I figure we we ought to get the like the new no, release no, no, related sense. one out no, first. Yeah, but. Um, yeah. But I watched The Lighthouse also, so I've done, I think, like, my th- three movies in a row were, like, Defoe-related. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. He's a great... Listen, he's a great actor. Um, before we get into The Florida Project, though, because that's a great transition, you're an absolute goddamn king, um, let's learn about Jahan and your history with film. Uh, how did you get into movies? How, what made you love movies? Oh, um, I don't think there's, like, a specific, like, part, like, thing that made me like movies. Obviously, like, we talked about it earlier, but, like, like Disney movies were kind of just like that first thing that like introduced you to like certain mm-hmm. actors and stuff. And then this is so embarrassing, but like I was like on Stan Twitter for a very big like chunk of my <laughs> adolescence. And so like I was doing like the YouTube like fan stuff. And then I became a Marvel fan. And like through the actors like in those movies, I kind of started to like watch their movies. And that was what first, like how I first started getting into different movies and then I think it was like maybe around like 2017 this is also embarrassing but like Timothy Chalamet <laughs> I watched like Lady Bird and Call Me By Your Name and then I was like obsessed and so that like, kind of introduced me to like independent cinema and that's mm-hmm. 
I guess that's where it kind of started. Um, but yeah, I've watched like, the Oscars like forever, but like the Oscars that were that year, like I think it was in 2018, with like mm -hmm. Phantom Thread and all of those, that was the one where you like, I started to like pay attention to like what was actually winning and like mm -hmm. not just, oh, Jennifer Lawrence is there and like, oh, look, this person's there and I love this actor <laughs> because they're in like mm -hmm. my favorite teen movie. Like I actually started to care from like then on. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, this and we've discussed discussed this Oscar ceremony a few times. That this movie, even yeah, and this was fully in the conversation, uh, only getting Defoe into supporting actor. But I think like Baker was expected to like maybe get into uh, original screenplay or director, or maybe could get into picture. But I think it just it was on like so much. More. It was it was like a runner up for those categories, whereas like it only managed for Defoe. Which was yeah. unfortunate, and, and, and everybody, everybody, yeah. I was just gonna even say, like, he was uh, until Rockwell won, like, he was the projected yeah. winner. Like, wow, okay, well, he's it's his time. We're gonna rally yeah. around a foe. Won. Like, yeah, it's super hard to just play like a regular person, and this would have been a yeah. great win, yeah, especially but. when you're like kind of known for like bigger roles. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, everybody loves. Sorry him. to yeah. Sam Rockwell and Three Billboards or whatever it's called. You know, I don't know you if I want to apologize. Won. I don't know if I want to. I mean, to. you shouldn't have won. It's that, you, he stole Willem's Oscar. Yeah. And, we were crazy that yeah. year. Gosh. Gave that so many nominations. And you the know, Florida Project could have easily replaced any of the, some of like the best picture yeah. nominees. I, I don't even know it was, it was like the Darkest Hour nominated. I haven't seen that. It looks boring. Yeah. So it could have replaced Yeah. Darkest that. Hour, Dunkirk, Post, Lady Bird, Columbia, yeah. Name, Phantom Thread. Okay. Well, Lady Bird is fine because I love that movie. But. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'm missing a few, but yeah, yeah. I see your phantom point. thread. Oh, oh wait, didn't the picture. shape of water win that year? That it did like, win that year. I don't love yeah. that movie, but that's not like a disappointing win. At least it wasn't like the post. That's I true. Seen that, but it does look kind of boring. Uh -huh. Like that's another one where it's like if you're like 55 and up, then it's yeah. unlocked. I mean, for it you. has. Yeah, it isn't Meryl Streep in that movie? That movie was yes. like made to get Oscar nominations mm -hmm. because of the fact that she did actually get nominated, so mm -hmm. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> Tom Hanks didn't get nominated, which was a surprise at the time. No, no, that, yeah, that was a surprise at the time. Meryl overpowered him. They had mm -hmm. to. They couldn't pick both. Guess not. Yeah. Um, I don't even know who was know, nominated that year. An actor. You know what movie Sam Rockwell is in? White Sleeper. Yeah, that's right. He plays a a drug dealer named Jealous, and wears a Michael Jackson jacket. <laughs> Fascinating. <laughs> yeah. I literally, when it happened, I'm like, holy fuck, that's Sam Rothwell. I literally said that to the screen. I'm like, that's that's him. I Literally, the Leo pointing. Like, oh, shit, Sam Rothwell. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of funny where it's like... Um... When you've seen an actor in like a different decade where they're where they haven't like popped off like Rockwell right, has like recently, actor. yeah, yeah, and it's like they're so much younger, um, right? Yeah, and they have. Like, it's sort of like when you see Richard Jenkins in the eighties, where it's like this is so odd. <laughs> yeah, he was Sam still Rockwell like seventy two in the. He's 80s, a good right? actor. Richard Jenkins has never aged. Richard Jenkins. He grew. He was born yeah. thirty, like seventy years old, and he stays seventy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and yeah, this also, I mean, yeah, we, we recently talked about this, so call me by your name, but just to, like, say again, like, this this Oscars is, like, so cool, it's that just, like, we, we just year. gave, yeah, it was a really good year, like, we just we gave a lot of opportunities to, like, also it's get get out, yeah, we should say yeah. again, but. Like, oh, yeah, I but, haven't seen that, so, but that was, I, I think it's, like, um I, like, can appreciate the fact that it 
like got recognition, even if I haven't seen it. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like a nomination at times can be like as yeah. big as a win for something, yeah. especially as tiny as this. Like I think if somebody was completing out everything that was nominated and they see Defoe there, they might not have the opportunity to see Florida Project. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was, that was a really um, good nomination though. For sure. Yeah. Um, but now it's like, well, then what is he going to win for if it's not something like this? But yeah, he, he, he has yeah. a new movie with um, Yorgos Lanthimos and Emma Stone. I don't know how much he's in. That. Oh, he's in that? Oh, cool. I, nice. I think he is. It's with yeah. Mark Ruffalo and like, Ruffalo, yeah. And Rami Youssef, that, I think. Yeah, yeah, I'm really that one is going to yeah. be hopefully really yeah. good. Emma Stone crazy. back. Yep. I yeah. she's I forgot about Cruella, but when, what was that like last year? I don't even remember. Uh, yes. yes. No. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. I, I think it was because I think it was. It was before. No, she wait. Had could it have been twenty twenty? No, it was twenty twenty. Wait, wait. It won. It won an Oscar this year, didn't it? That's right. For yeah, best co- costume. Yeah. Okay, it mm-hmm. was nominated. I don't know if it won. Um. Yeah. But I love Emma yeah. Stone, and yeah, she deserved her Oscar for La La Land. I'm a uh-huh. Emma Stone warrior. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fun to it'll be fun to cover that one someday. Where it's like, what do I think of this? Because like. I might have just. Like, I haven't seen it in a really long time. It's a good mm-hmm. movie, and it's we're gonna get Ryan Gosling back this year too. Yeah, and the Gray he's Man. Doing, gray, yeah, Gray that, Man. Yeah. Of course, he's with the Netflix movie. Like our fucking luck. <laughs> the Renee. Uh, yeah. I almost said the Renee Russo. Oh my gosh, the, yeah, Russo, the Russo brother brothers. Directed movie. Not yeah. Oh my um, god, that'd be that'd be rad. But. <laughs> I I I can't believe they're putting Chris Evans up against Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Just, I can't wait to see how that plays out in so many ways. Yeah. So, um, did you s- never won an Oscar, right? No. No. I think he's been nominated for Last Temptation. And... I think he's the best actor in the world who's not won an Oscar. Yeah, there's definitely an argument for it. No, I'm like... I, I don't think yeah. I've seen, like... I've seen a, a few of, like, his movies. I don't think I've seen, like, his big... I haven't seen, like, The Last Temptation of Christ. Um, yeah. But. Well, yeah, and then he was back the next year with Eternity's Gate, uh, the Schnabel movie, and also oh, like, yeah, f- yeah, he was nominated. Oh wait, for he, too, I think he was. He wasn't in for Last Temptation. That's crazy. Shadow of, oh really? Shadow of Vampire and Platoon. Wow, that's that's wild. Yes. Anyway, yeah, coming out. Yeah, yeah. He just, just yeah, he's one of those people movie. who constantly works. Oh, I feel wait, as he's though doing he's that. He's doing that new A twenty four movie, I think, with the kid from Stranger Things and Emily Watson. Oh, that's fun. That's yeah, yeah no. He just like seek, seeks out interesting roles, and yeah. he's a little bit like Tilda Swinton, where it's just they are. They're so fascinating. Just constantly, yeah, they're fascinating people, and they're just constantly they great. Yeah, directors. they're just they work with yeah, yeah, yeah. And directors really know how malleable they are. Yeah, the awards. yeah. They don't. They're not, they don't Swin- have egos. I, yeah. Tilda yeah. Swinton won an Oscar, right? Yeah, for Michael Clayton, a great performance. That. She doesn't have a lead actress Oscar. She is. She's so. I I've loved her since Narnia. <laughs> she used to scare the crap out of me in that though like yeah, yeah. she was really good in that she like i know it's a kids movie but she will make it, she will do anything like and make it yeah so good um um i think defoe has one of the best filmographies also uh yeah anyone he's in just the best with the variety Man of movies. directors he's worked with and like even the like just even like the franchise stuff is pretty good i mean like the for like the uh he's technically in the first three spider-mans yeah. Um he's even in the second one and the third one. Um mm-hmm. like he's in the first John Wick. 
yeah. and like finding Nemo. Like <laughs> he knows how to have fun with his career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, and, and he it. just he seems to like he ta- he'll talk about in interviews that he tries to humanize even the most despicable of characters. It's like that's such an interesting way to approach even like villainous yeah. roles. He was that... in The Fault in Our Stars. That was the first time I think I ever saw him in a movie. I just looked at mm-hmm. his like letterboxed and he he plays he plays I think like the like some author. Oh, I haven't seen that one in years. Yeah. I haven't seen it either, but I, I remember the mm-hmm. book because I used to that was like the only book I've ever reread before. Mm-hmm. I think he plays like some German or like Dutch author or something that the main character is like an admirer of that was mm-hmm. the first time maybe other than like the finding nemo movies but i didn't know who was like in those movies yeah that was like yeah. the first time i saw him on like screen i think like and the directors... i like his i like oh, his filmography no you go yeah. ahead um like the directors he's worked with too is just like schrader scorsese abel Ferreira. Ferreira. Um, fucking Wes Anderson, Robert Eggers, mm-hmm. Guillermo del Toro, Sam Raimi, like these, and Robert Rodriguez. These are fucking directors. Like this is. And he did Vox Lux. Yes, he also did <laughs> the, narra- the narrator. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but hey, he worked with unsettling, an unsettling I mean, narration. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, that was a good movie. Just, I don't know how you guys feel about that. I no, I, I feel I feel like I just need to like give it another another watch to like Oliver's really I know how it I feel. In the movie theater, and yeah. I took my mom to it, and I think she was incredibly startled by the like beginning of it. Yeah, it was good. I I mean, if there's anything that's gonna suck so, you in, it's the beginning. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. so yeah. I will forever mourn the fact that Rooney Mara was supposed to be the main character, though, because yeah, I do yeah. think that she would have done better than Natalie Portman. Like, I think she would have maybe. I love Natalie Portman, but I, I, I there is like a part of me that's like Rooney Mara may have been like way better in this. You should come on to talk Fox Lux. Oh yeah, I. For next I don't time. Know what I would say about that movie because I just I love it, but it's not the kind of movie I like think about or right. like analyze or anything. Like I like the music. Oh my, that soundtrack okay, yeah. still plays on my. I still have it in my liked songs on Spotify. No, that's fair. I just think it's such a wacky movie that's like, this has to be like, something has to do something with that one. (laughs) I think I can say with confidence that Rooney Mara is better than Natalie Portman. Oh, she is. Yeah, she I do prefer her to Natalie Portman. Mm -hmm. I think she has a a actually better filmography when you look at it. Natalie Portman is really great. And she chooses some of her roles wisely. She has a lot of flops. Mm -hmm. Like, just sometimes you like look at him and you're like, okay, she did that. <laughs> Unfortunately, Rooney Mara has some too, but I think she she doesn't act that much. Like her no. filmography is a little smaller, so more consistent. Um, yeah. Um, so Defoe also worked with Catherine Bigelow, William Friedkin, Walter, Walter Hill, um, Spike Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, this is. I'm telling you, man, he just really has just one of the best filmographies. Um, and it's not like all of this stuff is good. I mean, half of this, half of this stuff can actually be no. considered yeah. bad. Um, oh, yeah. Existence. He worked with Cronenberg. Uh, um, yeah, he is just he is just the fucking man. And also, like, I don't think there's any single person on this planet who's like not a good actor, or oh, I didn't like him in this yeah. role. Mm-hmm. He's always good. I think it's also worth remembering that he's also like been very generous and in collaborative that it's not it's he does not looked like he's not looked at 
as a character actor or as a leading man sometimes and being seen like, oh, he's been given like too many chances or people like excuse him because he's like friends with Abel Ferrara or whatever. Or it's like, he's just like, so yeah, I think he's always been read as very kind and people have just said the in this movie that there is this meta text that you can look at with him and Sean Baker and he's playing Bobby, this person who is like the guardian angel of this of this uh, magic castle. But also he's trying to like corral these kids literally on set as Willem Dafoe as well as Bobby is trying to like manage everything as well as like the universe is like throwing everything off, right? So it's kind of cool where it's like he's reached this stage in his career, I think in his late 60s, I want to say. And, and also he's now like trying to, you know, make sure everything is in order. He's really good in this movie. I think it's his best yeah, performance. He's astonishing. I haven't seen all of his performances, so based yeah. on what I've seen. That's so hard. He's least, just like always good. Yeah. At least know. in if it I had if I were to have seen all of his movies, it probably would still be in like the top mm. five. It's such it's it's on the surface it's kind of like a basic kind of performance to do, but he's like the only big professional actor in that whole movie. Except yeah. for like Caleb Landry Jones, who <laughs> at the time i guess he was still kind of not like a main like leading actor too he was kind of just like he's like a big no this was his year this was his yeah. year of i am he did, landry jones he did three like, billboards Ooh. as well wasn't he or something and, yeah yeah, yeah. And, and and twin peaks the return which is very funny oh, yeah. that four this 2017 projects Those yeah just ended up like he's that he's really good yeah, yeah he's, he's really good yeah um it's I just funny how it ended up like that new movie though I don't know how to pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it has a new one. Nitram, yeah, yeah. Nitram. It won him the yeah. Can Award. Mm-hmm. It should have and... been Simon Rex, though. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yes. No, no, you're absolutely right. Don't apologize. Yeah. And I was so shocked I think... watching that live stream. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I, I, I think Caleb Lynch Jones is very, very good in this. And in 2017, that you're right, where it's like, oh, who is this like young, fresh talent that, um, that he can just be used as like a supporting role in things to like bring some new energy um and, and he auditioned movies that year like great yeah movies. Yeah. yeah like get out is um, like a genre def- like a like it changed it changed it's oh, like yeah, huge in culture and yeah he and he's also in florida project which is like a huge really he's just like a normal project. person in this yeah, yeah he's <laughs> in so many movies that like you don't realize he's in them until you go mm-hmm. and like look up the cast list he is definitely under the pasty white dude that you're surprised is there he was in the social network i just looked at his like letterboxed credits yeah isn't he like in the background or something i think yeah him and lucas hedges were i feel like i always i always tie them together in my mind because they just rose like like they're in all the a24 movie not well Well, also caleb benji jones and uh lucas hedges all both in three billboards no yeah yeah Yeah. Mm mm-hmm Luke, doesn't Lucas had just play like Francis's like son or something? Francis's yes. son. Yeah, I always get yeah. those. Yeah, and Caleb plays the scummy lawyer or not scummy lawyer. You bet. I if he's a yeah. good lawyer or not. Um, anyway, but yeah, I it, it's he's definitely that's like this is his year. I mean, it's one of the better years yeah. an actor can have, especially a young yeah. upcoming one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, where it's he like everything like, just lined up. He hasn't Three like of his blown up for Oscars. Three mm-hmm. of his like yeah. four movies that are yeah. five I mean, or whatever. That's crazy. He hasn't like blown yeah. up like really big though. He's still yeah. kind of. I mean, I think it's because he does. He does like music too, so maybe he's like mm-hmm. focused on that. 
but yeah. and I don't know good. if he'll ever blow up. He's just I yeah. don't see. He's him just working. Yeah, he's the kind yeah. of actor who I, I think he doesn't want to blow up either. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think he would oh, value for sure. like yeah. that kind of fame over like actually choosing work. He could become like, another Willem Dafoe in the sense yeah. of his career choices. <laughs> he I mean, passed like, just the baton good... to him. Right. literally mm-hmm. in this movie literally yeah when they were carrying that sofa or fridge or whatever like <laughs> or the mattress yeah that's the yeah. baton passing well there was a mattress and also an ice machine get it right jack yeah the ice ice machine yes please yeah did you watch this um movie? come on i i've never seen this i'm going on con off context please uh i've wanted to do uh this yeah real f- with this that- show at least once i want to see if i could do it just not see the movie and show up and be like yeah i know i know all the- these things <laughs> And you like somehow get it all right. Like, how did you? You didn't. See I mean, it. Um, you can do that for, though. You can just you have to, have to read a lot about it. Right. Exactly. Like, if you don't yeah, want to watch that's it, true. you just yeah. 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 Read every <laughs> single review yeah. and you're fine. Like yeah. <laughs> you'll piece it together. Every yeah. There's gotta be a single one. There's yeah. gotta be a plot description somewhere. Um, for me, I. Friend. Yeah. <laughs> I saw this um, in theaters. Um, I think as it was leaving theaters, I caught one of the last showings and I remember how excited I was because of like all the hype from like Cannes and New York film festival. Uh, this was one of the first years that I started following film festivals. And I remember like, this was one of the, one of those movies that it evokes such a, such a real sense of like humidity and like the summer, like summertime and just yeah. like the stickiness. And I saw this on one of the coldest days in December <laughs> It was freezing. I that was like the one time of that day that I saw this that I left the house and it's like this is awful. <laughs> but um but it was just it was just like that I irony that I always like connect to my head where but um and then in twenty four I gave um uh Sean Baker another <laughs> December release with Red Rocket. It's funny. They his movies are so like summery. You can like you yeah. can feel the sweat coming off of their characters. Yeah, seriously. Red Rocket, and Tangerine. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't remember yeah. seeing I, I watched Tangerine, but I cannot like if someone held me at gunpoint and told me to tell them what happened, I'd be dead. Yeah. I'm, All I know I'm is it was shot on an iPhone. Yeah, I don't I, I honestly I just, cannot remember that. I but no, I that's that's like a good transition though. I love Yeah. I love Sean Baker. I think he's great. Yeah. Um I think Tangerine and Starlet, Red Rocket, Florida Project, like, really have enjoyed them all so far. Um, definitely, like, in, like, legacy of, like, someone like Ken Loach, who is, yeah. like, telling story of, stories about people uh, who don't have stories told about them all that much. And that's pretty cool to see yeah. something new and, like, yeah, like, people on the outskirts of society yeah it's just like you know everything that's been written about him like he's yeah our modern like neo-realist like that's all accurate yeah it's just like i don't know i really enjoyed what he's done he kind of reminds me of like andrew arnold i think they're both yeah andrew arnold's british but she captured america so well in american honey like yeah and it was just that's it would be a good double feature with the florida project as well yeah totally and even what she did with like poverty in britain with fish tank like it's well done that's one of my all-time that's one of my all-time favorite movies she's um, so good some people speaking of like just his ex- exploration of poverty in the united states and like you know people of different classes and genders and um races uh 
he has gotten pushed back. I mean, not a ton since these most of these are like mostly critically acclaimed, but he has gotten pushed back for maybe um, not poverty porn, but like yeah, that like, like exploitation. Yes. Um, and I've read some really interesting like arguments for that, um, and I can I, I agree with some of it. I don't agree with all of it. Um, it's interesting because there is just that. He is just coming from an outsider perspective in a lot of ways, and he grew up in New Jersey. Um, mm-hmm. the re- Thanks for calling the Magic Castle, Amber. Mm. Yeah, sure do. $38 a mm. night. <laughs> okay, I warned you. One drip and you're out. Oh, come on! Out now. It's gonna melt. It's mountain inside, too. But Bobby... Out. Thank you very much. You're not welcome! The man who lives in here gets arrested a lot. These are the rooms we're not supposed to go in. But let's go anyway. Could you give us some change, please? The doctor said we have asthma and we gotta eat ice cream right away. Here you go. Got a situation here. Open up. It's only second week of the summer, and there's already been a dead fish in the pool. We're trying to get it back alive. Water balloons thrown at tourists. Boobies! Boobies! I failed as a mother, Moni. Yeah, Mom, you're a disgrace. New job? Yeah. If you're working, who's looking after Moni? You're not my father. I don't want to be your you father. You can't treat me like this. You don't think everybody knows what's up, Haley? Everybody. She's about to cry. I can always tell when adults are about to cry. Why is my mommy out? We're just talking. They gotta figure something out. See, I took you on a safari. Um, but he's like, I, I, I really do love how collaborative he is. Cause it's like, even if he's, I mean, he's always giving like an outsider in, yeah. Telling these very specific stories about a place and, you know, wants to make sure it's like very accurate with working with so many first timers yeah. uh, in his movies. But yeah, I mean, I, I really, really dug this movie. Um, I, I still dug this. I, when I first saw it was. Um, it must have it must have been like right before the Oscars or right after. Um, definitely one of those movies you watch to catch up on award shit. So yeah, February twenty eighth. And when I first saw, it, I loved it. Um, since then, I've read you know reviews that aren't necessarily so hot on it. Uh, whether it's like people from Florida who have issues with how like I think there's this inherent issue that some people have with the his stylistic choices of depicting property, meaning that. Sometimes it feels like it's glamorizing it um, in the sense of just how he shoots things. I don't personally agree. Um, I think, uh, and I can only go off my just gut reaction is that when I watch it, I don't like 
I'm not like, oh, that looks pretty. I'm like, oh my god, that's yeah. <laughs> that's awful. Yeah, um, same yeah. same with me. Where where it's like, I, there's like a, I, I think there's like a, an irony there where it's like everything does have, and he has like great cinematographers shooting them like Drew Daniels, but even then, like the the actual text is tragic, even if yeah. the, I mean, the worlds look beautiful, but it's like that's just how they look because that that is the way, yeah. you know. May, I mean, and even in this case, like kids may view florida as something else than how you know Haley and mooney see it differently i guess but yeah and i don't necessarily think that a movie being visually like stunning means that it's glamorizing something because there's a lot of movies that explore like really rough topics and it has some like good shots and it's like a visually like pleasing movie Mm -hmm. but i don't think that's necessarily like romanticizing it yeah, same. I, I understand the arguments, obviously, but the Florida Project is told from like the perspective of a child. And so at least in that case, I think that it is kind of putting it through the lens of like how we see that area. Like I used to drive by that area all the time. I, I never like stayed in places like that. But, you know, you think it's so pretty and it's like really cool because you're a kid and you don't really know what's like going on there. And mm-hmm. so, but I don't necessarily think that it's masking the fact that it's about like real situations. Right. And I agree. I think the real lynch point of the film and how it, you not like justify, but why for me it doesn't feel exploitive um, is just the, it's truly from Mooney's perspective. Um, and I, it, it's because the thing is, Growing up as a kid, usually, it's just, it's hard to really understand other lives, if that makes any sense. Like, yeah. it, unless you directly interact with those kids, kind of hard to understand, like, the differences in socioeconomic backgrounds. Um, on, like, if you're in a bubble and, like, everyone you know is in that same background, it's hard to kind of put yourself into other people's perspectives because you're so you're brand new to the world you know so little about it that it's almost impossible to put yourself into other people's perspective um it's really it's so so when it comes to her it's like a lot of the stuff that's just in her life doesn't she doesn't really understand how like i don't want to use any like real like over the top terms but challenging um, I think it, I think a lot of the stuff that she's uh, walking around and uh, witnessing and having to do is just re- it's it can it's really rough and she doesn't necessarily always understand that because she doesn't have any other she doesn't have anything else to compare it to. Yeah, she's never been anywhere. Yeah, like I, I would be surprised life. if like this is yeah this is all she knows. Yeah. Yeah, like she's been surrounded by people similar in her situation her whole right. life. I think also like because. Like her and uh, Jancy and all their friends, their minds are so malleable at this age that I think that they have like a better chance to change their behavior um, yeah. more than I think Haley or yeah Haley has a chance to change her behavior because like as an adult they're so like forward thinking they're set in just how they interact with the world um, and I love how Alexis Abe the DP of this movie shoots uh, Mooney and her friends when they're interacting with adults that it's like yeah. almost like a Looney Tunes cartoon. Like they're just legs and you're still at eye level right. with the kids. Um, it's, it's like so smart. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like yeah. Charlie Brown. Exactly. Like behind um, their head. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And like Brooklyn Prince is just, 
like sensational awesome in, in that, like a sensational. I, I still am uh, like five years later. It's so cool to also cover 2017 movies this year as they're like, you know, five year anniversaries and what have you. But it's like, again, like going back to this movie, it's like just I, I, I'm like flabbergasted that a kid can pull this off. You know, it's like. Yeah. I don't know how they do it. The actors are so it, I believe she was six, six think, or yeah. seven. I think the seven when was it came six, out. So I think she was six as well. Crazy. <laughs> Kid actors have gotten like so underrated nowadays. I think like a long time ago mm-hmm. they used to get recognized like more often by awards bodies and stuff. I know she got like a, I think it was yeah. a Critics Choice Award. Like, I think it was Indie Death, Spirit, maybe. I, I don't know. I, I remember Something I watched like that. the video. Yeah, she yeah. like cried on stage, and it was that. Yeah, that was so like she deserved that. But like she also, if we're talking about like if you're gonna compare like her performance as like a first time actress is like so much better than what so many adults can put out after like thirty years right. of work, and like in a perfect world she would have gotten the proper recognition. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, Sean Baker was talking about how how like on it she is with com- comedic improv, um, yeah. like the scene in that trailer where it's like you know Bobby's like well aware that uh, she and her friends are eating ice cream in the lobby, and it's like once they have ice cream on the floor, it's like they have to leave, and once they do, it's like thank you very much, like Bobby says, and then she's like you're not welcome. That line that she says wasn't in the script, and it's like that's so cool. Um, yeah, and it, it is really cool good. to see, like, yeah, she's incredible. It's cool to see how detailed Baker uh, and his co-writer were on the scripts. Because, like, you look at this and you're like, oh, well, you know, like, they just sort of loosely map this out and then, like, vamped their way through most of the scenes. But no, it's just, like, very much blueprinted. And he made the kids, I guess, learn the lines. And then once they got to set, then they can improv and use their own voice. But um, he said to, he said that um, he said to the kids to think of this as a play. And I think that's like the best coaching you can do for that age. I think it's just really, I think also he just understands that to really get any authenticity out of how children act, because I feel like it's very easy to, uh, really easy when you see a a child actor's performance or like how the, uh, child is written in a film like that's not right like it, it no they didn't they didn't capture what a kid is or does or how it feels like it just it's all like that you could like hear or, like when they say lines like that was written by an adult like it always a lot of times it just feels inauthentic um because i think it's just hard for adults to get back to a month like especially like six or seven like to- like yeah um like just a little older than toddler it's like I think a lot of writers just just can't under, truly understand how that that like to put yourself back into that mindset because it just feels so long ago and feel yeah so um yeah it just yeah uh, but like he understands that he needs that flexibility and he also needs them to make active choices when they act because that's just what's gonna make it authentic and feel authentic and I mean like the way she cries uh, at the very Ugh. end. Yeah. When yeah. she's with, um, is it Janice? Jancy. 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 Janice is like, no one calls her kids Janice, Janice anymore. Um, Jancy, it's like, that's how a fucking kid cries. Mm-hmm. They actually brought me back to when I would cry. Yeah. As, uh, age. Yeah. It's just like, like you can't breathe and you're talking like this. It, it, like you can't like, 
actually like put like formulate sentences anymore. It's all and also like, like that's how Jancy, like how she reacts to Mooney yeah. crying is like so authentic too. And yeah. to me, it, like it shows how good of a writer director Baker is. Yeah. And I, you know, it's like we're saying that we agree and also disagree with the exploitation stuff. That it's like I think he's just very smart and he knows yeah. what he's doing. That said, like of course, very 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 fine line. I don't know how much of a place we are to speak on those those you know those things or what have you, but um, no, I, I I yeah, and he has this whole uh, spiel Baker about how the last scene worked like they didn't rehearse it, and I guess the actress who plays Baby Jancy was trying to like talk about oh Valeria Cotto she plays Jancy and she tries to talk to. Um, uh, Brooklyn Prince about like things that were like off character like she was like oh can we like hang out and have a sleepover this weekend or whatever and she's like okay I need to get into character I need to like go to a place and she was like very professional about about like the scene that was coming up because I guess they filmed the ending a week and a half into shooting and she was like really like going for it, such an intense moment um, and I guess Brooklyn Prince's parents were there, the acting coach and Sean Baker and the DP. They were all just like, like struck by, by who they had. And it's like, that's very cool. The, the way he talks about it. Um, yeah. Uh, thank you. Yes. Brooklyn. Well, first off, Brooklyn is on a whole other level. I mean, I, I, I think that she's, she's a genius and she, uh, as far as her skills go, uh, she is on the level, I put her in the same camp as a Mickey Rooney or a, uh, Jodie Foster or the Fannings, I, I feel as if she has a long career ahead. She understands character. She understands. She's just a highly intelligent girl who also ha is 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 uh, skilled at comedic improvisation when we need her to be incredible. Now, regarding the um, adult content, uh, basically everything but the profanity uh, they were kept from, except for the fact they understood that this was about homelessness. So, so she understood that there are children who are living in these difficult circumstances. And I think that that's what got her to that place in that last scene. Um, I'm just gonna talk about the last scene if you don't mind, okay. Um, she, um, we talked about, with her parents, you know, about bringing tears that day. We had scripted it for tears. We didn't rehearse it because we didn't think that would be, uh, just in case we got something like that in rehearsal and wasn't we weren't able to repeat it, I would be killing myself. So, so we, um, we, she came that day, and it was. Uh, she said, I, "I, I, I think I can do it. I think I can do it." We said, "Okay, no pressure, but yeah, let's uh, let's see what happens." Um, we set up the camera behind little Valeria, um, and Valeria and Mooney. I'm, I'm sorry, Brooklyn became very good friends, uh, almost best friends. They and, and they're still best friends. But and so on set, they would always be talking. And and uh, I was a, I was rolling camera, and a few seconds into this mag film magazine. And uh, meaning the, the film was starting to go through the, you know, <laughs> sorry guys, it's been a long, <laughs> lots of press and stuff. Uh, but um, so I'm, I'm focusing on, on Brooklyn and, and little Valeria says, uh, so are we gonna have a sleepover this weekend? You know, she was just doing small talk, not in character herself. And Brooklyn goes, uh, Valeria, um, I'm going to have to uh, concentrate right now. I'm about to cry and I need to go to another place. So excuse me, <laughs> I mean like, so we were just like, whoa, okay. <laughs> and then when it actually happened, I never get teary-eyed on my own sets, but this was one where 
we just, I, I had Sam to my left and my wonderful DP, Alexis Abe, to my right, and we were just looking at each other saying, this is going to a whole other level, this is amazing. Uh, I let her get through the scene, although I wanted to yell cut, just because I couldn't bear it anymore, and then finally she got her last line out, goodbye to her friend. I said, cut, and there was a swarm of 20 crew members <laughs> all coming around, hugging her and, and going crazy. So it was just, I'm so proud of her, and uh, it happened only a week and a half into our shooting, so it was like a big weight off our shoulders. We're like, wow, we're dealing with something. We have something really special with this little girl. Wow. The fact that the just like the fact that they filmed the ending a week and a half in is just baffling to me. Where it's like you are discovering in real time how much of a gem you have, and you still have so much of the movie left to film. It's like mm. that that must give Sean Baker such confidence in her uh, yeah. forward. And her career has been pretty good for like a, a child um, post yeah. Florida project. She directed something as well, I think. Like yeah, which is crazy. Yeah. yeah. What did she mm -hmm. direct? I think she Whoa. directed a short film. Right, it has mm -hmm. to be. Um, but she's, I, I haven't seen much of the stuff. She's, I think she's in like a few horror things, so I'm not yeah. going to. She was in some commercials before this. Yeah, she. I think she's in an Apple show. Mm -hmm. um, I don't remember who it's with. I'm in an Apple show. Seems like show, so Jim or like, Tom that or something. That doesn't mean much. Like, I'm, I, I have my own Apple show. Like... <laughs> she, yeah, yeah, she directed an 11-minute short film produced by sean baker mm -hmm. oh yeah i mean Damn. she's only what like like 11 yeah she's gotta be yeah. um 12. yeah that's crazy and I mean, also um just getting started right yeah no like, she has such a bright future yeah um and sean baker also cast bria Venate and uh mellow murder uh bria from Instagram and Mela yeah. from a short film called Gang, which is like, you know, that's that's sort of like the whole philosophy he's had for first time actors as well. Just like anybody that looks and feels like a real person, he just knows as the writer, director, and editor. Or I think if they can feed in a, a authentic, if he can, if they, the first timers can feed authenticity to the scene, he just knows what to use as yeah. the, uh, you know, the person working in post, which is. Yeah. Very cool. I don't think um, this film would have worked as well if it had been all professional actors because mm -hmm. I think that sometimes professional actors, people have at least been like acting for like a while, they sometimes maybe can't bring that level of like raw authenticity. Like these actors sure. were just like picked up off of like grocery stores or Instagram or just mm -hmm. like anywhere and they were put into this environment and that gets like a good performance out of them. But sometimes actors maybe too much thought into it and that they have mm -hmm. to act and maybe with like and also there's actors. a reputation that comes with known actors yeah. of course and I, I that also ties in with the fact that i like to compare him with like andrea arnold in that she casts yeah like unknown people like she cast her actors for from fish tank on like the side of a train station like on the mm -hmm. like the walkway or whatever and then like mm -hmm. sasha lane and most of the cast from american honey were cast well she was like road tripping like through spring break group they were just locals and, yeah 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 and but if you guys know makes it good uh yeah yeah exactly if you guys know who the producers from a24 wanted to play Haley, uh they were considering britney spears and miley cyrus which would have been fascinating and you can totally see a version of 
them yeah, in I can this. definitely um, see Miley Cyrus actually being pretty good at that because mm-hmm. maybe just like the fact that her persona has changed from Disney and like I think that if she were to like return to acting she could totally body like a role like that yeah this would have been her spring breakers if you will like like <laughs> her, her like Gomez stepping era her st- <laughs> like this would be her like getting into like like legit indie yeah. film that are it's like yeah it's kind of sad that she doesn't really act that like she hasn't acted in a really long time she's a good actress Mm -hmm. like a lot of disney did produce like some pretty good like actors but they just Mm -hmm. never not some of them just didn't make it like past that which is unfortunate but for disney acting a lot of them like gave it their absolute all and it's interesting Mm -hmm. i Definitely Miley would be the better choice over those two, but it would yeah. still, I think it's just because it's so, so raw um, yeah. in so many ways. It's, it would have felt kind of, I don't know. That would having, be yeah. Having Miley Cyrus there would be like, it'll take you completely out of the movie because you're like, that's Miley Cyrus. Like you just recognize her and it's, it's kind of like if you put Brad Pitt or not, maybe not Brad Pitt, but like some specific type of actor like in a role like that and you it's kind of just like you can't see them like fully transforming into it because they're so mm-hmm. famous you can't really and separate also that so rich that's like yeah one of those it, it, it that's when it becomes like you have to really do a lot of cognitive dissonance yeah just like separate yourself from every kind of thing that person's related to um mm-hmm. so it is yeah it would have been challenging I'm not sure if that would have worked out yeah. but maybe um it's interesting, though, because it's like, when it comes to this movie and how much it takes place, or how much time it devotes to, like, six-year-old children, um, possibly the most annoying creatures on the planet, um, <laughs> I like Do you guys get annoyed by them? Yeah. Do you guys, yeah, I was yes. going to ask, too, if you guys, I yeah. Do. But yeah. I don't, it gets to, it, it just depends. When, they, when they're shrieking, that's when I get annoyed. But, like, yeah. <laughs> If they're chanting boobies, boobies, like that's enough for no, but that's pretty funny, you know. Um, yeah. That's a good joke, yeah. But I, it is because it's so much of the movie, you would think, like, oh, I kind of don't like it because I'm so like I get irritated or I'm frustrated with so much of the movie, but and I kind of do for some part, and, and I kind of liked it less this time around, but it's I don't know if it's I don't think it's because of that, but maybe it's just truly like a telescope into fucking a mm-hmm. child's mind um yeah because that's that can be really hard because again i think adults and fucking teenagers or whatever like it, we forget that so easily um especially at that age range like right before you become kind of like a teenager or even like a 10 year old and right after a toddler i think that age range is so interesting because they're like demons but demons that have the concept of a lot like understand the concept of some things um and like and, and they're so impressionable at that age maybe like the most impressionable yeah. children have ever been is that age range yeah mm-hmm. um so it is one of those like tricky things to really kind of flesh fully flesh out uh characters of that age uh make it feel like it they're not just some plot um tool um yeah. or like a way to empathize with the parents or whatever because a lot of times kids mm-hmm. are just used as oh like this person has a kid that's really cute or they're a- they act they act like this around their kid you know it's like instant empathy uh um magnet 
Yeah. Sure. Yeah. No, I, I, I hear it. Yeah. Yeah. And Sean Baker has talked about a bunch, you know, a bunch of times, like this movie is largely inspired by the little rascals films that uh, came out post great depression uh, about just the behavior and mindset of what it's like to be a child in the great depression. And um, you know, of course, like he, he is so much compared to like our modern day Victoria De Sica, of, of course, like when you start to make movies about people on the fringes of society, I think that's like such an automatic comparison or like, you know, he talked about like 400 blows, like all the, like the, the beats of like, what are the great cinematic depictions of being a kid? Um, and I guess you could look at this and be like, well, if little rascals came out of the depression, I guess like, is this the thing? that is the most acclaimed and celebrated and most well-known that's coming out of the great recession or what I had a great to that, or like the 2008, like financial crash, I guess like, you know, like we, um, I think we mentioned on our big short episode where it's like, that is the one that defines like the market for better or for worse. It defines like the market crash. So eloquently this decade. And also this one, and we mentioned American honey where I think those, have economic statuses on their minds and i think you know like every character here has their own movie going on and i think we just happen to see moonies and every one of these characters would have had a great movie to to tell yeah Um, i think it's i i like that it was framed through the eyes of like a kid because there are movies mm -hmm. that are told through like a kid's perspective but not this like honest maybe Mm -hmm. and it's it, it you kind of you see it through her like eyes and it's like it's innocent but it starts to unravel as something that like as she starts to realize that like there is something like wrong in like what's going on in her life and yeah I kind of I, I like how that how it's told that way yeah for sure and like when you get to the uh the continental breakfast at that Marriott like your heart starts to sink a little oh, bit because yeah. you know this is her last supper. Yeah. Like, oh man. And she like, oh man, once her and Haley get up to those stairs and like everybody knows like she's prostituting herself at this point and it's it's real. It like your heart sinks because it's, it's like it's such so, a gradual like escalation of like I want to say goodbye to Scooty. I want to like, what are they yeah. doing with my mom? Why is she yelling? Why is she, you know, it's, yeah. Um, If we want to talk about the ending which is like caused yeah. lots of hoopla. I, I like the ending. Love the ending. I love it. I think it. it's, it's fantastic. I've never understood. It's my people. Yeah. Or I guess I understand, but it's, I just I really like it. I didn't interpret it as something that like actually happened. I interpreted it as like her imagination. Sure. Mainly yeah. just because of well, I mean, I was trying to be also practical, but like I don't think you could run all the way from there. It's a very <laughs> far distance. Like, it is outside yeah. of Disney, but it's, like, dozens of highways away. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, I, I did imagine it or pictured as um, – I interpreted it as, like, her imagining after the fact of, like, that moment where she runs away that she doesn't maybe want to fully face it yet. And so she kind of mm-hmm. escapes into this, like, happy place of, like, she wants to go to Disney and that's something that would bring her happiness as a kid yeah yeah um so that's how i kind of i love the ending though maybe it's yeah just it's fantastic I love disney and it like makes me just like so sad and the way it was shot was just like yes as they're like running and like these like 
people who don't even know what they're filming are just like, you know, what the heck is this? Yeah, and it's they had to like, get the iPhone footage because they can't film yeah, in Disney or something. I, I, yeah, I love yeah, the yeah. way that it was shot and, you know, mm-hmm. I just, I like it. and It's, it's great. There are so many worse endings in like movie history. Like, why can't we just have yeah. this one? Not everything needs to be so like literal. Yeah, I I think he does give us like two endings that it's Mooney and Haley being separated. Yeah. Um, and then Haley or oh my gosh, Mooney going from saying goodbye to Scooty. Like, I think it's someone in the background or um, in when she goes to say goodbye, like, isn't your mom being taken away or like that's when it dawns on her. Um, uh, Scooty says that. And then she. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. And then she runs to Jancy's uh, hotel room and it looks like she has to run like really far. So it like goes back to Jahan's point where it's yeah. like, yeah, there's got to be like a far distance from not just a hotel, a hotel, but then yeah. to Disney. Disney is really, it's not <laughs> um, like, it's not far in like within driving distance, like 15 yeah. minute, maybe like mm-hmm. maximum like 40 minutes with traffic, but like mm-hmm. walking all the way there is crazy because there's no like sidewalks after yeah. a point. Exa- yeah, exactly. Orlando's and- all like highways. So to run or walk anywhere into Disney, like, or to at least like that area of like Lake Buena Vista is, it's, mm-hmm. it's going to take a long time. Even if you're a child with yeah. incredibly athletic legs. <laughs> Strong legs. Yeah. You're going to, it's like, it's far. And like to run away in like five seconds is like, <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah. And and it goes into that sadness with the movie that it's like, these are the people that can almost just if they stand on their like porches, like they can see Disney, they, like that is in eyesight. Um, and yeah, so it's like when they run to Disneyland, I think for me, it's just doubling down on the ultimate tragedy that these people are like in this vicious cycle. Yeah. Um, they're not getting out of their state of poverty. And also it's now become a fantasy to reach something yeah. that's so close. Um, and yeah, it's just like, two tragic endings for me i think i just i i will say like yes like there's been much worse endings too and (laughs) watching this again in a post red rocket world it's like okay you can't like not to give anything away because it's like kind of newer but it's like you can't use the same ending again (laughs) where it's like this is like a little too similar to florida project for me but you know they were both ambiguous so yeah, and uh, the or level Florida Project ambiguity. one yeah. did feel a little bit more like natural and that it yeah was yeah, a yeah possibility. Yeah, yeah. The Red Rocket one was more of it leaned way more towards a fantasy. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it's a really interesting choice for the ending to have because, like, yes, the logistical reason of why it's shot on an iPhone is because you can't bring like a full-on fucking camera yeah. into um, Disneyland. Mm-hmm. For very chill and normal reasons, yeah. of course. And yeah, it yeah, didn't yeah. ruin the quality, though. I did. It did. It just added to the authenticity. Well, I the thing think is, yeah. a good idea. So what he could have done was just film, like the grabbing of hands and them running away, like he's been filming the whole movie, and yeah. then when they get to Disneyland, switch to iPhone. But he doesn't do that. He starts when they. Like grab hands. I'm pretty sure that's when the iPhone footage starts, right? Am I wrong? Because it's like a completely different frame rate. I I think so, but I, yeah, I think so. But then wouldn't it have been weird to follow them all with a like more, I guess, 
they shot I think on 35 millimeter, but wouldn't it have been like weird to have it all shot on film and then immediately transition into an iPhone? Yes, but I feel like there's a very it's a very specific moment when it switches though. I think that's the key yeah. to th- kind of like the it, idea. It's kind of, of like a dramatic edit. <laughs> yes, like the way that I it's think, edited is yeah. a little bit like yeah. abrupt. And you I think it's when like it. Jancy like has her face scrunch up and she takes Mooney's hand and then they just like start running right oh, but, but it's yeah. also just this very Switches. much like oh this is where the dream or the imagination or whatever the fuck you want to say starts or you could say this is when their liberation starts who knows um mm-hmm. but it's very much the beginning of something it's like or the like start of something rather than it just being uh like a just a random filmmaking choice like even though mm-hmm. he is like yeah there's intention behind logistical it. Yeah. reasons for him to do it there was very much he did make that a part of like the actual DNA and formula of his film. Um, mm-hmm. I do like the, um, I do find. Uh, what was I going to say? The ending, uh, even if it's not imaginative, even if it's actually what happened or whatever, I still don't see the big issue. Okay, they're kids yeah. and they ran to Disney and they snuck in. Okay, it's that's, not like I mean, it's kind of fully unexpected. That's got to happen all they the time. They talk about yeah. Disney in the movie, so it's it, it's set right like on the border of Disney as well. So it's, it's not like mm-hmm. the magical place out where of all kids field. want to go. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's fucking heaven. It's like that. Like of course, I, I don't see it that crazy. Like this, both these girls are kind of going through something kind of traumatizing. Mooney yeah. more so. And Disney and, in that place is like absolute heaven on earth. Right, because it's, it's also yeah. like every yeah. like. All, I'm sure they couldn't afford it. it. Right, exactly. Yeah. But Disney like everything, it, it's like the sun. Every it's the, the Disney's like the sun in that place because it's like it's the driver of the majority of the economy. Um, it is like where just it, it 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 has a big impact on the you know on culture surrounding it. Um, yeah. And it's just very much like it or they orbit around Disney. It's because it's such a focal. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean the fucking the. Um, the motel is named i always forget it because it's magical magic castle or magic magic castle Castle, yeah um do you guys know why it's named that no i forget if we talk yeah well i think it's i mean it's self-explanatory they want to vaguely connect it to disney um so it's like you know right it's proximity and i heard Willem defoe explain which i would i would hear him explain anything um that it was property that Disney uh, bought and was going to renovate into Disney World, oh, yeah. but then I think it was just the renovations halted, and then like now that's like the leftover property. Yeah, and, I that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Disney um, kind of owns like that whole area. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Anything it's, that isn't yeah. part of the Sea World Universal area of Orlando and stuff is like all Disney. Yeah, that's crazy. That's why they're big... pretty far apart. <laughs> Right, and that's why there's this huge culture war with the um, government, the state government of Florida and Disney, because Disney is such a huge part of that economy. Um, yeah. Well, everyone goes to Orlando, or at least most everyone goes there at one point in their life to go to Disney. Right. No one's going like, to Orlando to watch. That's the Orlando like magic. it's a treat for a lot of people, and it's like <laughs> it's a splurge place. Everything there's luxury hotels and stuff, and like it's where people go to spend money. No one's Jahan, can you tell if somebody is? Oh, oh. Go ahead. Can I what? Can you tell if someone's a tourist? You're like, oh um, gosh, you're just coming from a state. 
maybe yeah it actually kind of depends <laughs> but I don't know I don't really I haven't don't really go out to like places where tourists go like I don't oh, go, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I live true. like outside of the city I live in like the suburban area and so it's like people who are tourists are going to the beach and you can I, I guess you can kind of tell but everyone treats the beach you're kind of the same and everyone like overpacks at least like my family does mm-hmm. but like I, don't, I also don't go to the beach very much either but so I can't really tell my dad owns like a souvenir not like souvenir but like he owns like a store next to the beach um so he can obviously like tell based on how much um they spend because a lot of people like who are on like budget trips don't really they're like um they don't really try to spend as much um he -hmm. can tell who's wealthy or not from out in which state they're from based on like where they're from because if you're from like um like another part of florida and like touristing there you're probably not going to spend as much but like yeah he says that like a lot of people from New York don't spend as much and it's probably because New York is such an expensive place that when you do want to travel in the US you don't want to spend as you're much. You're also already paying for a plane ticket and like yeah. other like mm-hmm. Florida's kind of expensive too. Like accommodations yeah. are for like at least where I live I genuinely don't know why it's so overpriced. It's the beach. There's <laughs> we're surrounded yeah. by it like Yeah. Um I'm it's, sure it's it's yeah. it's got to be like a level of irony that it's like you you are coming to Florida no matter what your uh, your like financial status, but yeah. still like Florida is like home to so much economic disparity, um, and it's also like that whole irony of um, uh, the 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 couple that come in thinking that they booked the at Brazilian one hotel, couple. but yet that yeah. yeah the Brazilian couple yeah yeah, and then I love that line when when Mooney is like I always can tell when adults are about to cry yeah. So um, yeah, that's, that's like it. really well delivered. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they keep harassing the taxi driver, like, just let him be, guys. Oh my God. Um, I'm like charmed by these kids. Am I a weirdo? Or, or are you guys just no, normal? No, I mean, no. <laughs> yeah. I'm charmed at some points. Not necessarily charmed. I mean, spitting on the car isn't necessarily charming, but I, I, I find some charm in a lot of. <laughs> we had a dead yeah. fish in the water. <laughs> We're trying to see funny. if it's alive. That's yeah. Funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I think it's it's kind of lame for me to, like, it's sort of like what you were saying with uh, Slice of Life. I kind of chalk it up to, like, they're kids. You know, it's just like they're they're in this very innocent stage of childhood where these things and these experimentations and these friendships only last for, like, a second. And it's yeah. just like, just soak this. Just like, I love seeing them just soak it up. Yeah. It's so also, in anyway. the moment. It's so in the moment, yeah, 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 totally. But like, it also connects you. You know, we always in nowadays nostalgia is very much like a topic of uh, mass importance, especially when it comes to media in general, whether it be film, television, or books yeah. or whatever. Uh, nostalgia is driving a lot of culture right now. Um, so, but there's a thing that like there's nostalgia in these different ways that don't rely on ip or franchises or like of an era there is nostalgia in being a child being like a like a child that you haven't been in a long time again i I keep pointing to this age range because i think it's a very important age range that we don't really think about much it's all like the like you know a baby and then like a teenager or toddler and then like 
a fucking young adult. Like, this age range is insanely important, and also something I feel like we forget almost immediately, um, even though even though we have the possibility to remember. Yeah. And I think watching this film, when I like when I explained like when Mooney's crying, I got I went back to when I used to cry at that age and how I felt and like how when I couldn't breathe and I was streaking like or, or like um, shriek not streaking shrieking. Um, <laughs> help help. <laughs> but it, and so I think that's also the like I think what a lot of people connect to this film not you know. Yes, the, um, a lot of it is just the dramatic purposes of whether of like you know um, the financial disparity, the journey and arc that Mooney and her mother go into. But it's also like it's so authentic. We keep using that word, but it's true. And it's like that it could, it brings you back to being that age, and you kind of forget about that. And I feel and it's like mm-hmm. this like almost enlightenment. Like oh my god, I now like it almost it's this like wash of like. This was what I was like at seven or six or whatever the fuck. Yeah. And it's yeah. And I think that's. Important. I'm sure you were annoying as hell. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. You also. Yeah. You also remember just like oh yeah I was just like that. You remember yeah. that yeah. you used to be a little fucking shit even if maybe yeah. you still are. Um, it is. I think that's important, and I think I, I think a lot of us. It's just not something we think about too much, and I, I think there's a place and a time to just kind of reflect on. I don't know, man. It's like it also gives you more empathy to just like kids in general. Just like, oh yeah, I I now remember where I was when I was you. I remember how much of a shit I was. Or it makes it, it puts a lot of things in perspective, no matter the uh ba- the socioeconomic background. Um, mm-hmm. and I think that's I think that's an important part of this movie. And I think that's why I connect to it, even though maybe I don't love it. I still really deeply connect to this film because of that. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I, I think. I don't know, man. I think that's. I think that's an important part of art is to bring you back, not just to be a child, but just bring you back to a me- like memories that we don't reflect enough on, that we don't think about. Yeah. Enough. Yeah. Um, I think that's like yeah. the real fucking power of this shit, and I think there's. I think there's a yeah, place. Yeah, I get. Where... Isn't it, what is that? The human condition, like that's something that everybody goes through, right? Or like that's the universal, you know. But um, it's surprising how much we forget about that. Yeah. So it's surprising right. how much we just right. drop that, you know, like in a certain situation, we just forget how it's like to be a person. We don't yeah. think about the yeah. other side. Um, and I think mm-hmm. those moments when you connect to something so universal, it, it kind of brings you yeah. back into society, brings you back into this ecosystem that we call life. It brings you back to your neighbor or your, you know, your coworker or, or your fucking teacher. It's just like, it, 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 I don't know. I'm I'm getting a little heady right now, like philosophy wise. But I think no. I think the things that you're saying is also like yeah. some of the things I recognize in Boyhood right. as well, where it's like, oh yeah, that was me, or, right? You know, or at least I knew somebody like that, right. or yeah. But anyway, I just love the moment too. Um, this is a bit random, but it's just something I have written down. Like the moment where we see um, Bobby harassing the birds was improv. Um, where they where Sean Baker making conversation Come or. On. What did I say harassing? No, I should. You're right. Yeah, it's not. It's not like too aggressive. Yeah, no farm, no howl. Like I'm sure there's a joke in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's and uh, they saw those birds coming in. Where like the way that Sean Baker describes it, it was almost like a Terrence Malick moment where it's like oh my nature God, yeah. just comes to you. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean like that moment. Same with the helicopter. <laughs> I think you know, like those helicopter yeah. tour that's 
they could, I don't think yeah. they could like, um, I, I don't know if it was, I, I don't remember what I read, but it was something like they couldn't like afford to either reshoot it or like just cut that out. And it's, that's like a good, that's so Florida. Like you, dr- anywhere you drive or in Orlando, you'll find those, like, you want to take a helicopter tour of Orlando? Like, and it's so, so I think it, it just like brings out the, the Orlando of it all. And I, I know it's not technically mm-hmm. in Orlando, but like central Florida, kiss me. They're all Yeah. Connected. It's like Orlando adjacent. Yeah. yeah, yeah they're yeah. they're connected. I, if, to me, it was never like we're in Kissimmee or Orlando or like it, everything mm-hmm. was Orlando. <laughs> There's no mm-hmm. need to differentiate. Um, yeah, for sure. Something that I recently learned when Red Red, Red Rocket was coming out is that Chumbaker is 50, which is like really surprising because he's, for me, like he's made a lot, a lot more movies than like, because like this is the one of his first ones that really blew up even more than Tangerine did. And um, he's like, so a part of that generation of like Jordan Peele, Robert Eggers, Greta Gerwig, Safdies, you know, like. Um, and they're all like mid to late thirties. And yeah. I like was so thinking that he was like a decade yeah. younger than he is. Like it was just, just, just really interesting. I think it's because like, his films are like kind of like gritty. Maybe not gritty. Yeah, but they have yeah. like a, like a youthful tint. They feel like mm-hmm. they were directed by someone who was maybe is maybe in like their early thirties or something. For um, sure. But like, if someone in their early thirties directed Red Rocket, I wouldn't like disagree. I would be like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Do you guys prefer Red Rocket or? I haven't Florida? seen it. Oh, that's so tough. Oh, really? I, I oh really? Oh, I didn't know. Okay, yeah. Um, no, I you. I, I would the love Florida to hear thoughts on it. Um, I, I just because oh, I connected so... to it on a more emotional level, like it sure, invoked yeah. like like an emotional response for me. Whereas Red Rocket, I I loved it and I it is very it's like close to being like as good as the florida project but i mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know if it's something that i would i i didn't i, I didn't connect to it like as like personally mm-hmm. as i did as i did with the florida project um, yeah but yeah i i think i think with this yeah i think i i prefer this one i although i do love red rocket yeah i think that one is just about america and like one yeah one person is is like embodying so many american values and it's his first movie yeah yeah it's his first movie that i've seen that's a that has a man at its center and i think that just makes such an inherent difference um yeah and it's still about, about like sex work um but i think it's still about like the advantages that come with it and like the gen- like the gender thing where it's like now as like a man is operating the or x operating in the world of sex work instead of a woman and like the barriers that are not set up for him as if they were set up for like the characters in tangerine or whatever um but i think it's just super interesting yeah 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 really really good movie Um, yeah red rocket was i i liked red i think the best part of red rocket was the performances Um, i I think that the world that the florida project created was a, just something that was more I don't know like I don't know more maybe not developed mm-hmm. but it was just more memorable but like mm-hmm. Red Rocket hinges completely on Simon Rex and Susanna Sun like they're yeah. perfect in it and mm-hmm. same with the Florida Project though like I don't think it could have been as good as if other people were cast in it 
Yeah. And he's such an actor's director. Yeah, yeah. definitely. His I don't think any of his movies would be as like successes if he went he had like a different technique for casting his movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Bria Venate and Brooklyn Prince are just like so perfect. Yeah, you're right. It's yeah. it is that Susanna Susanna Sun and Simon Rex thing where you have to have the there's a natural chemistry between so, his performers yeah, that yeah. you can't sometimes like build. Yeah, it's undeniable. Or like force. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't like force mm-hmm. actors to have chemistry sometimes. And I think that w- right. sometimes when you put people who don't do it for a living before then, or Simon Rex did, but he hadn't been like acting for a while. He was sort of just like mm-hmm. semi-retired slash just like not doing anything. Um, and I, I just think that when you put actors who aren't like, present in hollywood maybe you get like more natural reactions from everyone sometimes willem dafoe mm-hmm. though he he is like in hollywood but he also is less of like hollywood's man in that he's not like mm-hmm. doesn't have like the goal that a lot of hollywood actors do like he places his like as we said he before, just loves like, acting yeah he yeah. places his like <laughs> talent and his collaborations above the reward of it all like the reward totally. of it in that yeah. like financial or awards and stuff like that like so yeah kind of like i think we mentioned tilda swinton earlier those yeah. two mm-hmm. her and defoe are our greatest swiss army knives in acting yeah they mm-hmm. can do anything and yeah because because we talked about tilda swinton a fair bit in our episode on the souvenir and i think in that we mentioned just like yeah like like we run like we ran down the massive slate of directors that Willem Dafoe has worked with. Like we've done the same and even some overlap with Tilda Swinton and they see just like how malleable they are. And it's very cool yeah. that we still have them. Yeah. Tilda Swinton can go from disgusting uh, authoritarian in Snowpiercer to loving and caring mother in Souvenir. Yeah. Um, Willem Dafoe can go from a compassionate, um, compassionate and understanding uh, hotel manager in the middle of Florida to a, a carny who abuses people in Nightmare Alley. Yeah. They're, they're they could also very... swap roles, yeah. I feel. Right. Like Tilda Swinton could take Nightmare Alley and... Uh, <laughs> Tilda Swinton could Tilda take Swinton anyone's could take... role and like... Yeah, yeah, I know, seriously. It. But I think they're really transformative actors who are also just very genuine in their approaches of their characters. Like, you can put them in, like, the dumbest movie and they will give it their all but not, like, force something out of themselves. Like, they'll genuinely... They'll treat it as if it's, like, yeah. prestige or yeah, something. They'll, yeah, they'll genuinely, genuinely care about, like, what they're working on. Mm-hmm. For um, sure. Yeah. They don't phone shit in, um, but they also just let the roles dictate their choice. I mean, they just don't... They don't try to have the roles adapt to their brand. Yeah, um, yeah. Like a lot of actors, they do. don't phone shit in. But also, like you said before, they're not always in great stuff. So it's interesting how it's how it's like they, yeah, they still don't like. And still, their filmography. Even are if they're in such bad movies, it it's not. It doesn't overshadow their like number one performances and like just when they're at the actual top of their game, because every time they do something that's really good, it's just com- makes us completely disregard any bump in the road that they've had. Also, yeah, no one comes sure. out of those movies. I mean, usually saying, oh, Defoe was bad enough. Swinton is bad enough. It's yeah. like, no, they're good. The shit sucks. But they're good or they're fine. Like they never, you never have like this 
bad taste in your mouth when you watch one of their performances. It's always just either not offensive or good, uh, no matter what the project is. Um, and it's usually good. Um, I think, but they are just, I don't know, you could put them in any fucking role you want and they'll be game. And I think, and for actors who work so much and are, and they're in high, like whether it be a critical darling or a blockbuster, they're in notable things. Yeah. I mean, fucking Defoe was in one of the most highest grossing films ever made. Isn't Tilda Swinton in Doctor Strange? Exactly. Seen, is she in the Yeah, new she's one? in Doctor Strange, yeah. So they, they never stop working. <laughs> no, they don't. Yeah, like, they just they work a ton. They just show yeah. up in the most, sometimes like the mm-hmm. most random stuff. And then they just like yeah. outshine every single person. And they don't care how big the role is. Like you yeah. said, Jack, the Northman, I haven't seen it again, but you told me, you just said that like he's in like the beginning and well, that's because you're waiting for your Viking right, outfit course. to come in. Your I, garments, I, I yeah, to, to show up at the theater. Yeah, um, yeah. Which I doubt they'll yeah, let me bring, right. but I'll, I'll try. Your spears, right? Uh-huh. Of course, of course. Uh-huh. Gotta grow this up. Here. And also, um, we will be mentioning this on our late episode. That is right. But um, it's cool that Willem Dafoe seeks out talent, or not talent, but like. Um, he sees movies that may not like be required viewing for any actor. Um, for Robert Eggers, he saw the witch and was interested in working with anything he was doing. And for Sean Baker, he saw Starlet and was interested in anything that he was doing. So it's like, wow. So you're like really putting the work in like yeah. movies that these people he were previously movies. done. Yeah. He's also just he lo- a, yeah. a, a genuine appreciator of the craft. Um, yeah. And the dude seems like a happy guy, too. I mean, his smile... I, I was telling Jack this, that his smile... I, I, when I was watching Light Sleeper, he was very much like a much younger Defoe. I realized that one of my childhood best friends, Torn, shout out Torn, um, he has... They have, like, the same smile in the sense of, like, how wide they open their mouth and how prominent their teeth are. It's a little creepy, but charming at the end. Um, it's... It, it, it really took me back because it was. I just finally realized, oh shit, that's they have like the same smile. Have you guys seen pictures of Defoe from like the seventies in in acting school? With he his looks long like hair. not with his long hair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it doesn't look. I guess it's that thing of like you can see them age, mm-hmm. um, to or you can see how they will age oh throughout the decades, and it's almost like you do look like this, and I think it's because like they're so healthy and they're, they're so healthy and happy. It's like their bodies haven't like degraded so much. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but it's like, yeah. you can see them like how they'll end up like in, like they look in 2022, I suppose. Um, yeah. It's, it's just, yeah, it's very cool. Cause it's like, it's a little bit like we discussed in our episode on 45 years. That it's like watching actors like age over, over time, watching them in, in their careers. Like, is yeah. one of the privileges of being a viewer. Yeah. That one did, that one have Charlotte Rampling. I've seen that movie. 45 years. That's the yeah. Andrew Haig yeah. movie, right? Yeah, it's one. Yeah. Side note, I love Andrew Haig, and he's so underrated. Oh, it's incredible, yeah. Have I you seen another one of his TV shows? I've that, seen that's looking. my blind spot with him. I love... Oh, how is that? Yeah. Jonathan yeah. Groff. It... He gave Jonathan Groff a yeah, leading Groff. Yeah, role. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. He's, he's doing God's <laughs> how work. How dare I haven't he? seen The North... Uh, the North and The North Water. Water, right? But I need yeah, to, because I, so. I love... Jack O'Connell from Skins. Yeah. And he's and he's Colin. also just a very underrated actor as well. Who I don't mm-hmm. think he's been yeah. given like his shot yet. He he yeah, worked with Angelina sure. Jolie and that was supposed to be like 
the start of his like like mm-hmm. his like Hollywood turn, I guess. But Skins produced some good actors in Hollywood. You've got, you know, Nicholas yeah. Holt and Dev Patel. Charlie Hunnam, right? Yeah, he wasn't in yeah. Skins, I don't think. No, he was no, he was no. in um he was in um what's his name? Judd Apatow. He was in his Freaks and Geeks. Undeclared. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, I just yeah, watched. Yeah. And he was also I, I love think that he show. was in the British Queer as Folk series. Um, okay. Maybe that's I, I, I haven't seen that either. I haven't seen that one, but I Yeah. I love Sons of Anarchy. I don't love it, but I love him oh. in it. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And he, he's a Hunnam's good. good. When Hunnam's good, he's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But when he's bad, he's bad. But I think it's the yeah, material sure. that he's given, and he kind of just like half-asses it, just to get it over with. Um, <laughs> I think he was in what was it, The Gentleman? Yes. Uh, that was yeah. a bad. Movie. That was unfortunate. Uh, that was. Really going back bad. to Northwater, Colin was in that too. Yeah. Colin Farrell. Yeah. I remember being that was like so my only like half intrigue like, for seeing it. But then like yeah. um I don't I think it's on AMC and I going back to like when we were talking about Better Call Saul, but I don't want to pay for that. Have you seen Wrath of Man? No. <laughs> I don't know what that I mean is. that's that's uh it's the next um <laughs> oh I already forgot his name a uh, Guy Ritchie film after Gentleman. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's good. It's Wait, not, is it's... that the is that the new <laughs> one with like? Mm-hmm. Josh Hartnett. Or yes. Yes. I mean, he's in it. Yeah, that's that's someone. Who's I love in that, that you thought of Hartnett before Statham. That's amazing. That's um, so good. No, no, that's. Uh, hello, I'm a Virgin Suicides fan. Of course, I'm going to think of yes. Josh Hartnett over. I was going to say. I, I was going to say, are you a Penny Dreadful uh, stan? Oh, I have yeah. not seen that. I it, I think it's scary, isn't it? But I love Eva Green, so. Mm, it's not that scary. Yeah, it's yeah. more like gothic than scary. Yeah. If it has gore, sure. I'm not going to enjoy yeah. it because. I can't oh, yeah, do like, like I can't do body horror and <laughs> anything disgusting. Yeah, I, no, don't. Watch I that. I don't find fascination or any interest in like the body. Like I would like mm-hmm. to know as little as possible. So you're not a Cronenberg yeah. head, I'm guessing. No, no so fluids. I'm skipping Crimes of the Future at Cannes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, especially yeah, I have the right. thing with like eyes. Like I like I have like it's one of my like phobias, and I know from the trailer that I saw, I didn't even watch it. I saw screen caps of it and that yeah. traumatized me enough. I don't think, have you think seen my I, report? No. That trailer's crazy. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. No. Stay far away. But no, <laughs> listen, I mean like Canna's going to be so, yeah, I, I was just thinking there, like, yeah. Canna's going to be so good that like, yeah. uh, you know, I'm going to skip the new, uh, Cronenberg. Why don't I just walk in here and see the new, like Park Chan Wook. Like, you know, it's like, you're going to have so many options. I'm going to the red carpet yeah. though. I'll be, I'll be at that barricade. Yeah. I want to see Lia Sedu. <laughs> so, like, yeah. Just like, like shaking yeah. the barricade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't want to, first of all, waste my time or like a ticket going into crimes of the future, knowing that I'm, and I don't want to walk out of the movie. <laughs> Because I just, mm. I don't want to feel embarrassed for that, even if it's, like, normal. But I, I know I'm not going to, it's not that I'm not, I might like it, but I, it's not, I don't want to put myself through that. Mm-hmm. If, That's totally fair. Is it just because of that yeah, chance? Like, is it because of that I, chance you won't like it? I don't want to, yeah, I do think if it wasn't, like, it didn't have stuff with eyes, I could go see it. But that's, like, the, like, body horror that I just cannot do. Um, because like like I related traumas from my childhood and I just don't want to put myself through that especially in a group uh, in a room full of like thousands of people is not like the ideal if I'm gonna watch that I need to be able to cover my eyes and I would first I'll feel like disrespect 
respectful to do that, like next to sitting next to strangers, but also just kind of embarrassed to be like right. in a movie theater. I'm like where, at one like, of the most prestigious festivals yeah. on the earth, and I'm like maybe the out. fest most prestigious. Yeah. Right. yeah. So like, I mean, it looks good, but it's not for me. <laughs> From the screen caps, I am. I am not the target audience for that. It's yeah. Like if I had gone to <laughs> Canon. Any body horror movie that has ever premiered that I would not go see it. Mm-hmm. I have yeah, not yeah. seen, I don't know how to, like, like Titan. I, I have a French accent. Yeah, Titan. I, my yeah. family speaks French, but um, yeah. I have not seen that. I was going to, like, force myself yeah. to, but then I was like, no. Because I don't want to. Speaking of uh, um, Titan, like, recently announced jury president, Vincent Lodon. Uh, yeah. It's, it's I, that jury is really good. It's very sexy jury. Yeah. <laughs> They have like Rebecca. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that Joaquin Trier was yeah. going to be. I because I I knew mirror piece. I, yeah, oh, I love her. Yeah, the OG girl with the dragon tattoo. I'll probably scream <laughs> right. if I see her. I love her. I love She's Swedish so cool. people. Yeah. So like, because I love the Swedish yeah. language, and so I'm going to mm-hmm. fan girl over her. Mm-hmm. Throw out any, um, like pinch of professional. What is it? Professional. I, I, I completely blamed. Professionalism. No worries, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was saying yeah, professionality yeah, yeah, right. because I'm thinking of like miscongeniality. Miscongeniality. <laughs> You're um, armed and dangerous. And I'm just going to throw that all away when I see every single like celebrity I adore. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be me at the, the Elvis premiere, like looking at Austin mm, Butler. Yeah. I yeah, do not have yeah, press accreditation. Yeah. I am merely a fan. Like, do not associate me with that. I'm merely a fan here to admire you. But yeah, you should lie. Like, I am. I'm from the AustinButler.com. Like, just just taking up. <laughs> yeah, pictures but the lineup and, in jury is interesting. <laughs> Act like you don't know who Elvis is. Like, who? Oh yeah, what? I know. my mom's a huge fan, and my mom's going with me, so she's gonna like. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Nice. she's gonna. Yeah. Well, she's gonna watch it when she comes back. She's not accredited, but nice. um, yeah. that'll be fun. Yeah. Um, I will be skipping top. What is it? Top Gun. I, I don't like the first yeah. movie and I don't really I, I might go to that's fair yeah. Tom Cruise is a Scientologist known around my area you know because we mm-hmm. live near the like big Scientology headquarters here um, it's like mm-hmm. 30 minutes out and he like lives here so I just like oh. seeing my neighbor there you go <laughs> and be like hey dude I had to fly all the way out here to see you when we could have just you know Tom met Cruise. up outside of Scientology yeah. you know have you bumped into him at, at Publix oh god <laughs> I, I feel like, I, I think his kids, like, um, would probably be walking around Publix and I just wouldn't recognize them. Like, I, I think that one yeah. of his kids does live here or something. Um, but I haven't, mm-hmm. I mean, people know where he lives, though. He lives in, like, those big high-rise apartments in that area. Yeah. Um, I know sure. where he lives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I Maybe I'll just go stalk him. Hey, well, I'm Tom. Already, I'm already doing that. <laughs> No need. <laughs> yeah. You can't convert me to Scientology, but let's just grab a coffee. Well, let's talk about it. Huh? Let's have yeah. a conversation. Yeah. I'm curious. I'd love to, you know, just chat. You know, you can you can convince yourself that I'm going to join, but I'm not going to do that. It's kind of like Elizabeth Moss saying that um, it's an open. Religion. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, she's different than Tom Cruise because she was born into it. So she's been like, she was raised with that. Kind of belief, yeah, mentality, yeah. While True, but she a lot of leave. celebrities, yeah, but when you are kind of like born into something that you, your parent, you, your parents will like not speak to you if you leave that. And her parents were like deep in it, like way before she was born. Mm-hmm. Like her, 
manager is a Scientologist. But she's and like, like a grown ass adult. Like yeah. at some point you're just like you, you can do what you That's want. That's true. Like you can but no, I understand. It's definitely different than Tom. I, I think it's different than like, people who willingly Yeah accept those beliefs as no, face value and think that yeah. like but her every I think every person that she's surrounded by in her personal life is connected to Scientology and I think that based off of how her roots in it as like one of the prime Scientologists there like celebrity Scientologists I don't think it would be a good ending for her and like with her relationships of her family yeah. because I think her family was like every single aspect of her career also was as a result of Scientology that profile was kind of like she I think her I, I think it was like her dad's like close friend or like her godfather or something I don't know was like it's a very like prominent Scientologist as well and he like would work with her and stuff and she did like commercials or she acted for Scientology before she like became an actress yeah, so it's kind of I'm... just like everything that she does is like informed by it but she has control right, that's the root of it. That. Yeah. They're not making her do this. Yeah. Like, she has Well, yeah, she willingly autonomy. does everything. Yeah. She also does have, like, a privilege there. Because she is... She was, first of all, born in it. And she... Wait, what was it? She's Since she's, like, a celebrity and she's a public figure, she has a privilege over people who are not at the top of, like, their right. ladder. And so she grew up with that idea that Scientology was like that for everyone, that they were all treated as the royalty that maybe she kind of received because she's like second generation. Right. Or like, so like she, they have that like status in their organization that a lot of people don't have either as like, you know, their first generation people are just people who enter it by like marriage and stuff. And like, she even says in that profile that she turned to like, um, I don't remember. I think she turned to, you know, Beck. He was married to a Scientologist for um, a while. And she's, I think she used to say that she said that she used to like turn to him for like career advice and stuff. So like, I think every person, I, I don't know if he was like a Scientologist, like literally, but he was obviously like exposed to it to an extent because to marry into Scientology, you have to be like vetted for that. Right. Yeah, so, it's like, like any her, other religion, I guess. It's yeah. it's kind of weird that, that she would, her career has been, she's formed a career out of portraying characters that Scientology just completely disapproves of, but they can't really do anything. They can't tell her not to because of her status in that church. Like, yeah. even to the fact that her manager is a Scientologist kind of just even emphasizes that, that they they can't really do anything about it, even if, even if they don't like the message that it's spreading. Like, for example, The Handmaid's hmm. Tale and how that's, like, portraying a cult as well, in a way. But, you know, and she shuts down questions, though. Like, in that profile, her her statements about her are very, like... She kind of just goes back to, like, I've been... It's my experience and I've been treated well. Mm-hmm. But, like... It doesn't, she obviously can't speak for everyone else. I mean, look at any yeah. other, you know, story that has come out of that church, and it's not very great for people who aren't famous. Uh huh. Yeah, just because she had agency doesn't mean yeah. everybody did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's super interesting. And there, it's, it and it's like now with, that this. Yeah, it has to do with class as well. Like these celebrities were at the top, they're the wealthiest of the celebrities. She's mm-hmm. a huge public figure. 
Like she Yeah, and she can just like walk in and out of Yeah and Scientology where it's like people yeah. are actually manipulated into this and Yeah. yeah. But yeah. she's also through that sort of spreading it herself now and she's saying, you know, like it's open and stuff when it's it's open for her because that's her experience. It it welcomed her because she didn't need to be welcomed. She mm-hmm. didn't need to be manipulated into it. Like she yeah, needs to have like the um, people spreading it to her because that was it was indoctrinated since like her birth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's it's interesting. I feel like we'll yeah. get a TV show about that very soon. It's yeah, it's on the so cusp too. of like, like this, a documentary series. Yeah, like this true crime buzz that's it's spawning. Mm-hmm. It, we've we've done Mormonism now. We're going to slowly <laughs> like escalate into um Scientology, which yeah. I, I mean, I think it's interesting. Sure. I obviously I don't like approve of it, but it is like a fascinating part of the world. That's like it has mm-hmm. like a very like quiet sort of power in like it has like a yeah. chokehold over yeah. so many people, but like a lot of people refuse and so many to people are interested, it. but also very scared. I think we have like an idea of what they do, but also it could be the Illuminati and yeah. It could there's be so much we don't know about complete it because nonsense. they're so yeah. secretive about it. But mm-hmm. and everyone who's everyone that we know it, who is like a sign, it's they're all protected by it, and they can't really mm-hmm. speak out about it either. Like people who it are, couldn't, it couldn't, yeah. They don't. We don't really know the effect that it does have on them because we're not in their lives, so we don't know what. Yeah. Like for example, like Elizabeth, we don't know what she's. You know, she's probably questioned it in her life, but she's probably been told by people in her life that it's you know normal for her mm-hmm. but yeah you know. yeah no i or it could yeah I, I hear you're saying that it's like it could make like a really interesting tv show because like true crime is like so hot right now with yeah. it's a, like uh, it's gonna happen the girl the girl from plainsville or yeah uh the dropout where it's like we we just are very interested in like yeah. hot topics mm-hmm. um it could make for a really interesting show I don't know. Say FX on Hulu. I think they could. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, just throwing things out there. Uh, Definitely. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, it's gonna happen. Anything else that yeah yeah that we have written down to discuss for our projects? I don't think so. Yeah, the hidden homeless. No. Yeah, it's very interesting. No? Capture yeah. something that we don't really see very often. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And, and I mean, A twenty four loves Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was sort of their running joke. And, like, I feel like we, we still have waves left to go for, like, their Florida quadrilogy. Like, oh, what yeah. they've. I think which, have, like, yeah. oh boy, do we Zola do an episode? Was, like, who's going to bring. Yeah, Zola, yeah, but we can't do that. 2020, 2021. Yeah. Um, yeah, Sundance 2020, and then yeah. next year. I watched. Um, I did not watch that with legal um, intent. No, <laughs> right. Of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> As I'm sure many. Yeah. Yeah. Um, should we get to favorite scene or yeah. anything else? I think, uh, but it's, I think they're sitting on like this big tree, her and Jancy. Yes. And she mm. um, kind of like, do you know why this is like my favorite tree? And she said, because it's tipping over, but it's still growing. And it's mm-hmm. such like, it's just such like a beautiful quote. But it's also like a metaphor for her life and what we're going to see happen later and how, you know, her life is tip- tipping over, but she's still growing up throughout all of this. And she's just a kid. And I, I, I love that scene. I also love the ending, but we already talked about that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Gracias. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, and with that tree, it's sort of like also coming from these moments of profound wisdom that kids will have sometimes where it's like, how did you think of that? Um, but they just they just know how to word things at such an early age. Um, it's yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, I yeah, I just and also I love how the this is my favorite scene. I just love how the how the movie starts where you have like celebrate. Um, I think I think the song is just called Celebration. Um, that needle drop is just like, do we celebrate good times or are the? I mean, these are good times for the kids, but it's yeah. like. No, these are hard times for yeah, for the adults. Uh, for like Haley and Ashley, yeah. But um I really, really like the scene for me between Ashley and uh Haley. Cause that was all improv between um Mila and Bria. I think that's like very well done. They understand their characters so well. Um, even as adults, like they've had they needed like an acting coach and consultant to just like work on chemistry and line readings. It's just like that that whole thing was just like two single moms like talking about struggling to make make rent or like <laughs> like even like oh, Mooney is farting up a storm like it's just all it's all really really good and he, so human. Um yeah. I, I, yeah, I understand the criticisms. I understand like everything that's like that we talked about. You know, it's just like yeah. the movie's just always worked on me. That, yeah. Um, but no, it's completely fair for anything that's that's any pushback, yeah. I suppose. But it, the, would love would love to. I'm looking forward to doing Tangerine in the future yeah. too. The flaws. Which which Tangerine I do know was shot on Jahan's iPhone 5s. Is that yeah. <laughs> just teasing? No, yeah, it was mine. I, I got my <laughs> iPhone 5s directly from sean baker you know when he came to florida <laughs> it's like this is just a yeah. keepsake 
You know, I just yeah, I gotta come to Florida, then I'm going back to Hollywood to film this. Yeah, my favorite scene probably is I think a scene that was talked about a lot when we released this film is favorite's kind of weird, but like definitely like because it's not like a happy scene. Is this favorite? I mean, because this movie is very like vignette y, yeah, where it's like it's not plotty, but it's also like it's literally like seeing there's no the I it's seeing yeah, there's not a huge structure, it's seeing uh these kids is summer break through the eyes of their of themselves you know so it's not like um because that's like the big issue with summer break sometimes where it's like what do you do as a kid what do you your parents just have to like wrangle you around i guess well, but, my favorite yeah. scene is not from the perspective of the children's that's why perspective yeah. of defoe um and it's when he confronts um the potential or more than likely child, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 it's it's incredible. I'm surprised they didn't use that for the Oscar, uh, Oscar clip. Uh, no, that's okay. Uh, what's okay? Mooney, get off that picnic table. People eat on that thing. Come on, go. You a guest here? Uh, no, I'm looking for a, a soda machine. You come to a motel to get a soda? Yeah, uh, it's okay. I, 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 I oh, no, come, on, come on, come on. Come with me. Come with me. No, yeah, I know where there's a soda no. machine. No, you just no. come with me. Uh, you don't have to, uh, You want a soda, right? Yeah, yeah, I came here. I was passing by on the high Get on the off road. that picnic table! Yeah. I, I was just passing by, Yeah. and, and I wanted to get a soda, because uh, I need you're, a soda. You're parched, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you wanted to wet that paddle, right? Yeah, I never did get used to the humidity here. It's okay, uh, machine's up there. Uh, so you like soda? Huh? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. Yeah. You know, I read in a magazine that soda's not so good for quenching your thirst. Uh, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you noticed that? You know what's better? What? Tea. Tea, tea. Tea, hot tea, tea. hot tea. Yeah, like yeah, I drink in, that. In, you do? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, it's, it's right up here. Just a little more ways. You came for a soda? Uh. We're going to get your soda, right? Yeah, but I, I wanted so? to, I, I have to have a walk. I have to do a walk. Yeah, well, you're getting a walk. It's right up here. You get your soda. And you can have a walk. Thirsty. Yeah. Aren't you gonna drink it now? Yes, yes. Good? Sure. Get the fuck out of here. You come on this property again and you won't believe me, you understand? I don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what I'm talking about? You're gonna play it that way, huh? <laughs> Hey, hey. All right. Charlie Coachman of Cherry Hill, New Jersey. You can't keep me out. That's my license. I'm going to call your name. Into the county sheriff. Now you get the fuck out of here. Get going. 
Get going! Don't you stop! Yeah, that's a very good scene. Because mm -hmm. um, that's like that people. I feel like a lot of people were like, "That's when he is like acting, like that's like commanding." Yeah. yeah. Um. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, it's, so good. It's, it's yeah, it's so good. It's disturbing. It's also like, yeah, it's not even. It's not like he. It's not even like necessarily like that satisfying because, but it's because it's not like this. Hooray! He caught him or whatever. It's more just like. Mm -hmm. fuck. Like the kids don't cheer or right, whatever. Right, yeah, right. Like... This is just like a deeply disturbing, but like, mm -hmm. yeah, it's not cathartic. It's just like really fucked up. But um, he's just really good at that scene, like the way he smacks the. And it's not treated as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not treated as fucked up either. It's just like another occurrence. Like yeah. right, this is the washer dryer breaking yes, down. This it's just like something new. on the agenda. He's dealt yeah. with this before. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh gosh. Yeah. Jeez. I, there could really be a whole show made about Bobby and it's Sean just, Baker does so really engaging. well in that he he doesn't treat uh, he treats everything as just like a normal occurrence, which is a, more mm -hmm. in like Red Rocket and the fact that you know there was discourse over whether or not there should be only likable characters portrayed in film. Mm. I personally right. don't like have I, I don't think that not every movie needs to portray morally perfect characters. It doesn't mean you're like endorsing their behavior. It's well, Jahan, I need Simon Rex to look down the barrel of the camera and say these yeah. actions aren't right. Like that's need to what put I a warning, yeah. like jackass, <laughs> like warning. These are stunts, and this is fictional. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Simon Rex, and this is Red Rocket. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the guitar strings come in. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I I don't. Or, think no, no, that... the and uh, sync would play. Yeah, oh yeah, after saying that. Yeah, 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 yeah of the, course. The theme song. It's Red Rocket anthem. Um, but so I, I don't really think that I, that discourse was very stupid. And I think it's just people trying to yeah. grasp at straws. The fact that the funny thing is that this awards cycle and stuff, the fact that Red Rocket was the one overshadowed of the age gap discourse, but was instead the target oh of gosh. like yeah. sympathetic character discourse is the funniest God. thing ever. I know. Mainly because like, it's people were not really... the first film yeah, where characters are like bad. That's just real life. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not saying that, yeah. like, you know, it's great to know people like him, but it's people do know people like him. Like, he's that's mm -hmm. the type of person who exists. People are even worse than Mikey Saber. Yeah. 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 And yeah. Sean Baker's just telling how it is. It did, he didn't, he didn't mm -hmm. say, I support everything that he's doing. He just said, This is a person who does bad things. And it's yeah. pretty, like, laid out that he continuously does bad things and it just there was escalates a, sorry yeah yeah there was an idea that was brought up recently on i mean as a recording this this is the new episode there was a new episode of the blank check podcast mm -hmm. on their episode on a simple plan uh that david sims was explaining these don't do it movies where characters will continually make bad mistakes and that will in theory stress you out yeah and sean baker and also like the Safdie brothers, which, yeah. which we've talked about a few times, will make movies about that. And there is something very human yeah, <laughs> where people just continually make bad mistakes. And it's just like... It doesn't necessarily mean yeah. that it's like wrong to portray. 
movies are either supposed to reflect humanity or just be they're fictional it's not a documentary we're not you know sean baker didn't make a movie about like a porn star turned pedophile like Mm -hmm. a a real one at least and it's you know Mm -hmm. fictional and i don't understand why it had to cause such like a big argument it did turn out it resulted in some good writing though at least um that's true yeah so (laughs) when in doubt discourse will at least lead to people getting yeah provide good thing pieces it will employ us writers for a piece or two (laughs) yeah um so thank you to sean baker for employing us freelancers (laughs) and for provoking twitter to yeah think (laughs) a little bit um Uh yeah yeah down with discourse and uh more think pieces but yeah no, thanks. Thank you for coming yeah, by for and bringing this so movie much. to us. Yeah. yeah, this was great. Uh, please come back. Thanks. Um, this is really fun. Yeah. Where can everybody find you online um, if you have anything to promote right now? Any pieces that come out? Anything that you've written on Red Rocket? <laughs> um, I have not written about it. I don't plan on writing about it. I just, Good call. It's not something yeah. that I really want. I don't want to analyze it that much. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll let everyone on Twitter do that for me. Um, and I'll just, you know, There's, pick a yeah, side. Much smarter people than yeah, us. I'll just yeah. pick a side. I've about um, it. But my Twitter yeah. is Jahan Busio with an underscore. My Instagram is just mm-hmm. my first and last name. So just Jahan Busio. Um, I have a piece on Degrassi coming out soon at Paste, I think. I don't know when this week or next week. I don't know when this will be out. But um, How often does it mention Degrassi? Uh, once. Twice. <laughs> it, only in passing, though. I, I don't really like talk about Jimmy no, that much. Uh, I do allude to his shooting, though. Sorry for the spoilers, but like I, I don't say his name. Um, oh my gosh! I, I like mention it, well, but his name is only dropped twice. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Did Kevin um, Smith actually direct episodes of Degrassi? I, I don't know if he directed, but he was in like a ton of episodes. Okay, because I think he was like that's crazy. A, he's like a huge fan of it. I think he's not even Canadian, is he? He seems Canadian in it. No, he's from. But Canada. I don't know. He's a Jersey guy. Yeah. Oh, okay, um, that makes sense then. Um, but he's in so many episodes, like a have lot. Have you seen the Drake music video? That, that yeah, I watched it while I was um, binging it, um, like last month, and but it's a good music video. Yeah. Very nostalgic. I, it's good that he um doesn't completely like hate. No, he doesn't his, reject it. His past, like a lot of people, try to distance themselves from like the teen TV shows that they did. Which, I mean, like, it's understandable because it's kind of like, I guess, when you're a kid or a teenager and you're playing these, like, <laughs> doing these, like, really dramatic soap operas, right. I guess, it, it's maybe for his persona as well as, like, his rapper, he was, you know, just wheelchair Jimmy for a long time, and then next up, he's Drake. But it's cool that he acknowledges it still, and he's, like, friends with them. Right. Yeah. Um, no, he, and it's uh, a good show. Yeah. I love it. I, I was never allowed to watch it, but I loved that. Um, I loved watching like the commercials. So mm. HBO is doing a reboot. The though, sneak peeks. So. That'll That's be inter- It'll be like Euphoria. Oh, no. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I do write about Euphoria in the piece. I don't know how it'll turn out because I'm still waiting on edits. But yeah. Um, yeah. I'm willing. I'm willing to assume like there's like a trifecta of connections with oh yeah degrassi skins and euphoria like you can definitely make something out of yeah, that yeah. there's yeah. a whole venn diagram to be made of that yeah a venn diagram yeah, yeah. exactly um, um but yeah. yeah 
I have some yeah. other stuff, Looking but I'm not really, I have started on it yet, but so yeah. I'll be working on it. Everybody should go read your Nicole Kidman wigs piece. That was <laughs> excellent. <laughs> that was, yeah. I was incredibly shocked at how many wigs she has worn. When I pitched it, um, <laughs> my editor asked to estimate how many I wouldn't wigs. be surprised if it's like multiple in one movie oh, either. There like, are. Um, my editor had asked are. me to estimate yeah. how much, and I said like 20 to 30. And then it turned out to be like 51 or like 41 or something. And I was, I kept like writing. I was like, all right, I'm done with this piece. And like go back through her filmography to make sure I didn't miss anything. And I'm just like, there's more. And it's yeah. her whole, like whole, her whole career post like the eighties is like wigs. Like yeah, her, seriously. after she did like her first, like four movies, she started to wear wigs. And it, I don't think it's like a bad thing, but some of them are really ugly. And a lot of yeah. people, some people replied to it like, oh, you know, you're like tearing her down. It's a wig. Mm-hmm. Like it's for yeah. a character. Exactly. Yeah, it's a wig. Yeah. And it's funny yeah. because- And sometimes like- No, go ahead. Yeah. Sometimes like the bad movie can be in a good wig yeah. and a good wig can be in a bad movie. So I'm sure like- Yeah. And like you said, like there wasn't much like correlation. Yeah. And but, I, I did yeah. say that her performances were good, but her wigs weren't. So I'm not attacking her. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, attacking yeah, exactly. yeah. the hair decision. <laughs> mm-hmm. From the whole team. And it just happens yeah. to be on her head. Yeah. And she's d- happened to make a career out of wigs. Like, yeah, and she yeah, happens yeah. to wear like four wigs sometimes in one movie. Like, in. Clay, you can correct me, but I, I think the one Kidman movie was Paddington. And of course, like, she has that short. Oh, yeah. I, that was, in, I think, like, my top ten. That. Like, that's a good, yeah. that's a good wig. It's, that's it's a good, good wig. wig for the movie because it, like, it fits mm, the height. Yeah. She's if playing that. that was in, like, the some villain, natural, yeah. like, normal people like movie um I, that would be like at the bottom but it fits for the world and it fits her head like it, you can't yeah. see any like wig lines on her and that was like the criteria <laughs> does it look bad yes or no the, her worst wig i think the one i put at the bottom was my was lion because that wig was yeah. the perm was terrible <laughs> She got an Oscar and she nomination got nominated for, for that. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just and she say. didn't she get? Uh, and it's funny because Bombshell got won the Oscar for best makeup and hairstyling. Yeah. And her wig was like yeah. atrocious. It was, <laughs> and boy erased I, her wig. I, I think I wrote that like oh her head, her hair was like levitating because you can't see it like attached to her head. <laughs> but that was a fun piece to do. I, she's a she's yeah. a fascinating actress. Um, she can yeah. give really great performances, but she can also give not like the bad ones but she has really weird choices like i had no idea she was in like half of those movies i didn't watch all of them because i didn't have time so i just Mm -hmm. like look up the wigs (laughs) like screen caps of her and just judge it based off of that i mean yeah for sure um i don't i i wouldn't be surprised i asked so many people because i don't i didn't want to watch it because it's has body stuff and i didn't want to see yeah. that but i think that's a good one her to natural hair my I, I asked someone and they were like it's not a wig but maybe it is but maybe it isn't <laughs> and so i just didn't include it um it looks my first reaction would be no but also if it is then that's a really good way if it is that would be like number it feels almost one. too curly to be natural but she yeah. has really curly hair that's her I mean. natural mm-hmm. hair is like those yeah. are not natural. Sorry, I meant to say it's too curly her, to be not to be uh, yeah. wig is what I meant to say. Have you seen her hair in the like undoing? her natural hair is like eyes wide shut. Her hair in yeah. the undoing is I think what's like most similar to what it would be. And yeah, I haven't seen eyes wide shut, but I think her hair in that is natural. Oh I didn't gosh, write about yeah, that yeah. one, so I don't think it was. But in the yeah. undoing, I think 
obviously i think she said that her straightening her hair did cause like her to decide to wear wigs because it didn't it ruined like her curls which is like i mean it's fine i don't really care like the reason why i didn't i didn't write it to like attack her it's supposed to be funny and some yeah, people didn't yeah, yeah, really. For sure. No humor. No humor allowed. I know. <laughs> no humor. Yeah, like, no, nothing. I love you have to be Nicole very serious Kidman. with film criticism. It, when I pitched it, I said, I love Nicole Kidman. Like, don't get me wrong. But some of her wigs are questionable. Like, she's made some questionable yeah. decisions. You can love an actor mm-hmm. or something and just not like some of the stuff they've done. Like, their mm-hmm. career choices. It's so That's, funny to yeah, me yeah. sometimes where it's just like there's so much offensive and poor taste like comedy that it's so funny when like the actually like this hurts no one comedy is yeah. like attacked and it's just like just I do know that she that hates to be shit. asked there's about her wig though. plenty of really bad com- <laughs> like comedy like what are, the fuck are you doing? This is not. Yeah. No for sure. Yeah. yeah and I mean a lot of people do like lists like that and they're just meant to be like funny. Especially on Vulture. Yeah. yeah it's like I couldn't. I can't believe anyone would take that seriously. Top ten wigs. I mean, like, come on. Like, what? What do you? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Top ten wigs. Unless like that person's like. Yeah, it's like when it's. Yeah. Yeah, it's like when Karen or Karen. Oh my gosh, it's like when Carrie Wimmer was like talking about how she ranked the uh, top succession insults. It's like, this is not like analytical work about succession. That's like the place that that's the stuff that vulture does they do humorous mm-hmm. stuff that is sometimes like just a little bit bitchy um, you know yeah. let me complain <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh wait we've wait i said before that we have only covered uh paddington and nothing else but also um killing me sacred yeah, year, but i think those are the only two vet oh yes you did okay my bad but we've only i mean vastly different performances excited to do more yeah um i'm not yeah, i was just thinking it. about Nicole. I hate Nicole. <laughs> <Just>. <laughs> well, um, I'm offended. What, what if so. I had that take? That'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah, we're just like yeah. bad. I mean, no. listen, she's made she's made bad movies. Really, yeah, I, know, I don't she, think she's always like great, but she's she, her most of her career has been like wins. I wouldn't say that her yeah. mo- like her she's most she's another person where it's like is, she just works a ton. She's yeah. a hit or miss. Yeah. That's yeah, the thing. thing. Yeah. She's not a Defoe where like at least Defoe's good in the movie. She's been bad stuff. Like she is bad. Yes. She's bad. That movie was, you know, I I wrote in that piece. I said that the uh, like makeup team won, which was good for the fact that they transformed um, what's her name Charlize Theron into Megan Kelly, but was not mm-hmm. deserved for just the whole Nicole Kidman thing. I don't know how you can do such two different transformations. Like the, var- the variance in like quality. yeah. Like, one of them is literally, like, you look at Charlize Theron and you're like, okay, yeah, like, there's a big resemblance. And then you look at Nicole Kidman and you're like, that's still Nicole Kidman with a bad wig and bad prosthetics. But, and it's not like the hours where you literally can't recognize her. And yeah. that's why she won the Oscar. I mean, I mean yeah, that, I was, ge- I was just going to yeah. say, yeah. And, like, that's the, that was the whole joke that award circuit and, like, when Denzel gave her the Oscar, like, by a nose, Nicole Kidman. Yeah. And, like, because you know, like Virginia Woolf knows. Yeah. I'm never gonna forget um, anyone that's associated with that movie before Bombshell. That movie fucking sucks. That movie is really bad. Yeah, that I mean, was uh, that's was that's such like <laughs> Oscar bait, and it like. Uh, it I don't believe Jay Roach is a real person. Also, me neither. Speaking of Barry, they name dropped you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jay Roach name dropped. Such a good joke. <laughs> Josh Gad. I don't think the two short people are gonna work. Uh, I don't know. Right? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Oh my god. That was so... <laughs> uh, anyway, um, this movie is available on Showtime, Canopy, and Hoopla. Where else did you guys find it? For me, those are my um, canopy streaming service available. I, the first time I watched it, I oh, watched sweet. it on Netflix. Nice. So I don't, I don't know if they still have it. That was like three years ago. So I watched it. On it's canopy. not listed for me anymore. Yeah, I think but, they, I think they okay, yeah. a lot of their A twenty four. It's available wide, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking that where it's like now on Showtime, and I think they have a deal with Showtime oh. that some of their movies go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After they have Yang. deals with um, everyone. Yeah, after Yang and the humans. Um, yeah. But yeah, and then next episode we have Pain and Gain with Clint Worthington. It's our sort of late <laughs> bait episode. Yeah, um, that was yeah, but no, that'll be good. Uh, we're gonna be doing some workouts. I'm gonna get uh, for, for that word pumping iron. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> just gonna get addicted. To yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm going to yeah. do. <laughs> yeah, they'll be good. Yeah, Clint's here. Um, but I am on Twitter at Jack A. Draper, and writing on film is on Boston Hassle and Simple Cinephile. So, yeah. Everyone can follow me at Birds of Clay on Twitter and on Letterboxd. You can follow me on Instagram at Mr. Clay Williams. You can follow the podcast Twitter account at ETT Pod. You can send us an email at exitingthrough2010s at gmail.com. You can give us a review on any podcast platform you listen us on to. Um, we're available on iTunes, Spotify, The Works. Be good to yourselves. Uh, please, if you can, if you have the means, donate to a local abortion shelter, um, preferably in states that are close to or very much uh, on the verge of banning abortion in general. Please, if you have any money at all, uh, probably good good time to donate um yeah. all right after yeah just be good to yourself stay positive or at least try to i understand uh, it's rough out there rough out there um yeah thank you all so much for listening as always we'll catch you next time on exiting through-